three, two, one. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Joe Rogan. So I saw your tweet. This is how this all came about. <laughs> and you said uh, you, you were going to shave your head in solidarity for a friend who has cancer. Yeah. And then you're like, actually, there's no friend. And I was yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm, Nikki's going crazy. Yeah. I'm going off the fucking deep end well, is what I was said. Yes. The pro- I think we all are. And I try, I've been trying to like check in on everybody because all of us comedians have not had our medicine. You know, this is like we're junkies. We're laugh junkies. We really are. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't realize how much. I mean, I knew I missed it, but I did one weekend in Houston like a month or month or so ago. Mm -hmm. And then right right away, I was like, oh, my God, I got my fix. Like, I'm and then, you know, talking to all these people that are doing like Mark Norm's doing shows in a park. Yep. You know, Burt Kreischer's doing drive ins. I'm doing them, too. Are you? Yeah, I'm going out next weekend. What is it? Have you done them yet? No. So I'm you haven't terrified. done any stand-up Well, since no, I've March? done stand-up. I've, I've been sneaking around. Just, I mean, I did uh, Salt Lake City. I went out there in July and did Wise Guys because they were that? doing it really responsibly. It was fine. It was good. It was fine. I mean, it felt good to be on stage, but it felt weird. Like, I need to be going out every night to feel really good. Yeah. You know, it had been so many Sharp. months that I just, I need to get, get some momentum. I need to work out a little bit. So yeah. it felt like I was getting my sea legs back. But I had good shows. And, um... And the room is just, it's just, you. Can, they're not seating the room like the way comedy is supposed to be seated, which is everyone bunched together as close to the stage as possible. It's like, it's the worst seated, the, the seating for comedy shows now is like a terrible club. You know, you go to a club and they don't know how to seat and they just let people sit wherever they want. It's yeah. like a shitty open mic when yeah. you first started. That's the way it feels like now. Because yeah. everyone has to be spread out. So it's never going to feel as good as it felt before. Mm. With a sold-out crowd, and no, no matter how good the laughs are, them spread out in a big room. They didn't spread them the out too much in Houston, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they did in Houston. Uh-huh. They said it was 75% capacity when we were there, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know. I know, that's what they say. I don't want to walk around with a clicker and start counting heads, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of folks in there. No, I did one gig like that in uh, St. Louis that I felt like, okay, I don't, I don't feel good about this. I did it because I wanted to I was far enough from everyone to feel right. good about it but I felt bad that maybe the audience got there and was like we were sold a different yeah idea of what this would be because we get in there and we're seated a little bit too close but wise guys in Salt Lake they did it really like you f- I felt good about being there I didn't feel like anyone was gonna get sick how many from doing they that. It, it was definitely like a third capacity I mean the guy is just struggling to stay open they and all I are. It's yeah. it's so sad, but well, it didn't feel good. All, all the loans are drying up. All the the, yeah. the relief is drying up. Are there going to be comedy clubs to even go to after all of this? It's a real good question. I'm nervous. It's a real good question. There's going to be a lot less, and oh, then God. then what happens? Because a lot of bars are going under too. So it's not like you're going to be able to replace them with bar shows. Because who knows how many bars are going under? I know. Who knows how many restaurants are going under? New York City, I think it's something like 4,000 businesses are done. That is so in Manhattan. crazy. Something, I think that was the number. And I read that a month and a half ago. It's got to be more by now. Oh, 4,000. Sure. I mean, it's. I haven't been there since before COVID, even though I have an apartment there. And I just hear it's, it's just, I don't want to be there. Yeah, I have a good buddy of mine who lives there still. He's been there the whole time. And he says it's a fucking war zone. <laughs> he said it's terrifying. He said, first of all, there's so much violence. There's so much crime. You, you just can't. He has a friend that's a cop as well. Yeah. And, you know, he sent me the, the sheet of all the things that happened that night. And it's just nuts. Like so many shootings. 
and the shootings are off the charts. So like back to like the 1970s times, like when Times Square was a a junky war zone. They had it figured out for a couple years there. Yeah. Well, I don't know what, we were talking about James Altucher wrote a uh, piece about New York City's dead and it's not coming back. It's a sobering read. It's in the post today or yesterday, Mm -hmm. but it's a fucking sobering read. Because you read it and like it's not hyperbole. Everything he's saying makes sense. Yeah. There's no reason for me to go back there. I've, I've been considering going back just because just you don't want to abandon this city that you like so much. And people that are staying there are saying like Do you own everyone apartment? left. No, thank God. Woo! But I signed Dodge on for a, How long? I signed for a, le- a year lease that started March 1st. Oh, yikes. <laughs> The most expensive apartment. I Like, truly paying three times the rent that I've ever paid. Because I was supposed to have a really good year because I was going on a theater tour that, oh, you know, ended. God so I'm, I'm out um, I'm out a lot of money every month. And I'm trying to find a sublease. We keep, like, lowering the rent. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just out a year. That was the thing in Altucher's piece. It said that the New York City uh, rental rates have gone down 50%, which is crazy. I was looking for an apartment in January and February. I just would have wish if I would have waited a month, I could have saved so much. So yeah, I've got an empty place there. My assistant's just living there, and it's all my stuff is just sitting there in storage. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. At least your assistant's there. Yeah, that's nice. Someone's there, but (laughs) but it's 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 um. This must be weird for her too, because it's an empty city. It's like weird moving around there. Yeah, it is. I I don't know. I I I don't know what you do all day. Yeah. Because that's the thing about living in New York is that you have a shitty a small apartment, because you're just out doing stuff all the time. Now you can't do anything. So you're just in a shitty apartment. So you're just. I mean, my apartment's pretty nice. I never got to step foot in it <laughs> before, <laughs> but uh, apparently it's nice. Same building Atel lives in, I guess. I have had, uh, you guess? You never asked him? Well, no. Well, she just told me. I think I saw Atel the other day, oh. so I think he's in there. Maybe he's buying nice. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a bunch of podcasts that I've done about uh, apocalyptic disasters and downfall of civilizations and like the Mayans and the Egyptians and, you know, asteroid impacts. And we're right on course. But no, but I was uh, I was always looking at those going, wow, it's fascinating. That's fascinating. But I never thought in my life that I would see something relatively minor in mm-hmm. terms of like the amount of destruction it's done. But in, to, to human life in terms of, you know, like it's worse than a flu, but it's not like the pandemic of 1918 or any of these other horrific disasters that have that have happened. But to see such an effect that it has on our civilization, you go, well, what if there was like an asteroid impact or what if there was a solar flow? How much worse would it be? <laughs> it could get a lot worse. Yeah, I think it's I'm so scared. I've always thought that we were going to live to see the end. Did you really? I do think that. Why? People always go, why? Nikki, every generation thinks they're going to live to see the end and it never happens. You know, and I go, well, someone's going to be around for it. There will be people here when that when the asteroid hits, when the super volcano erupts, when there's the aliens land, when the aliens land. Yeah. Or when they tell us that they've been here a while, when they finally reveal that they've been here. Is that what you think? I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I think they're they, here. Yeah. I think if there was an island that had chimps that were figuring out dynamite, we'd keep a close eye on them. Yeah. If there's a bunch of like advanced chimps, like right, right now we have 
primates, like lower primates. We have monkeys, we have chimps, we have gorillas, and then we have humans. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in between that used to be there, right? But what if we found an island and it did have like Australopithecus? And, uh, you know, they had, you know, maybe they had spears or maybe they had some some primitive weapons. And, you know, we were keeping an eye on them and someone had figured out dynamite. And they would be studying them so closely. But they right? wouldn't stop them in their Why tracks? Why would they stop dynamite? Like, let them watch. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I think they wouldn't. They're just going to watch us destroy ourselves before no, they No, even... I think nuclear weapons is where they stepped in. And if you pay attention to the timeline of uh, ufology, if you, uh, when you look at the UFO history of sightings and of like the really big sightings, yeah. all of them came post the Manhattan Project. So once they, st I think once we started detonating nukes, they're like, yo, these monkeys are lit. <laughs> like, what are they doing? These fucking crazy assholes. They found a spot in Nevada and they're just detonating bombs all the time to see how they work. But why are they just like kind of being seen sometimes slipping up? We see them and then sometimes they're not like, why? What, what's going on there with well, sightings? Why are they messing up? I don't think they are messing up. They want us to know that. I don't think they're terribly concerned about us seeing them, but I don't think they oh. visit that often. Because I don't th look at, like I was just reading about this uh, scientific research. Uh, it was Forrest Galante uh, had this uh, scientific research where they found this mouse that they thought had been extinct since 1968. It's this weird sort of kangaroo-like tiny rodent. It has like kangaroo legs and it bounces mm -hmm. around. And um, you know this. This is something that people will go and they'll study, but they didn't find it since 1968. So how many people are studying it? Not that many, right? Right. So how many aliens? There's a little fucker. Look at him. It's so cute. Adorable. Look at his, crazy Look at his little, little anteater nose. Yeah, I know. It's a very... And they thought that this... Uh, they thought this guy was gone. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's back. So it says, uh, imagine a creature the size of uh, a rat related to an elephant with the legs of a kangaroo that's been lost to science since 1968. That's the Somali Senji, an adorable elephant shrew recently discovered in, boy, say that word. Djibouti. Djibouti? Djibouti. 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 Researchers from Duke Lemur Center Association, Djibouti Nature, and the Cal Academy found that the Somali Senji not only still exists, but appears to be doing well, with population numbers appearing to be quite high. So but my point is, like, how many people were looking for that thing? It's like it a small handful of scientists. Well, yeah. How many aliens would come here? How many? Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe small it's... Small handful. Yeah, not that many. Yeah. We're that little mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to I think so. alien... I think we're probably more interesting than the mouse, because obviously we, we have the ability to manipulate know, matter. Pretty... Pretty cute. Pretty cute. Adorable. <laughs> I could have watched that thing yeah. just scamper about all day. But we we are dangerous. We have the ability to destroy all okay. life on the planet. Like if if Russia shot at us and we shot at them and then China jumped in and said, fuck it, it's over, and everybody just started pressing the nuke buttons, this whole planet would be wiped out of life. We'd be, we'd be relegated to bacteria. Right. Within, with it quickly. What does it matter to them if we destroy ourselves? They need us for something. This is the question. Why are we so different from all the other animals on the planet? Why? If you talk to evolutionary biologists, there's a clear path between lower hominids and human beings. But it's not a path that you could detail every single step of the way. And there's some giant holes. And one of the big holes is the size of the human brain. The human brain doubled over a period of two million years, which is 
apparently, if you talk to biologists, the biggest mystery in the entire fossil record. They have no idea why. Because not only is it a crazy thing that an organ doubles in size over a period of two million years, but it's the very organ that came up with the idea of evolution in the first place. It's the, uh. Uh, it's the organ that thinks. It's the organ that recognizes consciousness. It's the organ that recognizes creativity and allows people to invent things and, and you know, and innovation and all, all of the different things that are responsible for all the crazy the, the crazy technology that separates human beings from all the other animals all comes from this one thing the human mind and this human brain is the one organ that baffles scientists they have no idea what happened there's all these theories about well maybe it was uh, psychedelic drugs like that was terence mckenna's theory oh. that it was uh, the the consumption of psychedelic mushrooms and then it's other people's theory that it was, well, we figured out fire, we started cooking our food, so we had more access to nutrients, and then hunting made people more clever, and so the, 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 the more clever ones survived, and the ones that, that had the larger brain size, that mutation was favored, and natural selection favored larger brains, and then okay. we started. Another theory is that we're manipulated. Another theory is that these aliens came here eons ago, and they found these primitive primates, and they started genetically manipulating them. And they created human beings. Now, what makes it interesting to me is that human beings are so different everywhere, so different. We're, we're like dogs in that all dogs can fuck each other and make baby dogs. Right. And all people can fuck each other and make baby people. But we look so different. Like, Shaquille O'Neal can have sex with a four foot ten Chinese lady and make yeah, a baby. Yeah. If you looked at animals, a Great Dane can have sex with a Chihuahua, if it's possible, mm -hmm. or a bulldog, and make this. Like, if you looked at a wolf and you looked at a poodle, you'd go, there's no way that's the same thing. Right. But it is but the it same is. thing. Yeah. It is the same thing. So but, why but are we why different than dogs? The, but why is it the same thing? It's the same thing because we manipulated them. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why there are German shepherds. We forced them golden to fuck retrievers. each other. Yeah, we made them that way. We made them through manipulation. We, we slowly but surely turned them, and we don't even know how. So someone breeded us. Someone very possibly could have done something to human beings which changed us from these lower hominids and turned us into a bunch of different versions of what we call human beings. Right. I mean, that's my moronic I like that. theory. No, that's but not. It's, but it's, it's an odd thing. Like, do you know that most hybrids, like even bass, like there's bass where like a, a large mouth bass will breed with a small mouth bass and they'll make this hybrid, but the hybrids aren't viable. They don't become a separate species. That's the thing about like donkeys. Like a donkey, is it a, which one's the, is it a mule has sex with a horse and that creates a donkey? Or is it a, a horse has sex with a donkey and that creates a mule? I think it's a mule has sex with a horse and creates a donkey. But donkeys I, are no. sterile. They're sterile. Most hybrids are sterile. The difference between a donkey, okay. Uh, donkeys are different species than a horse, same family. Mules, on the other hand, are a cross between a horse and a donkey. Okay, that's it. So it's okay. a mule is a cross between a horse and a donkey. But they're not, they're sterile. They don't breed. So, so why even have a mule? Because Why do we need it? Because they're better for riding. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're more durable. Like in the Wild West, 
they like to uh, cross those two. And then people would like a lot of the cowboys from the Wild West, like uh, even some of the Texas Rangers, they, they, rolled, they rode mules. Okay. It's, so the donkey and the horse is with So bread. they are we viable to, to ride and to be a b- better transport. You but, uh, hold, hold on a second. Which how does it? Where go back to where? Which one is it again? The horse and okay, horse and a donkey makes a mule. Yeah, so okay. mules are more durable than horses. They require less water. They can last longer. Mules gets its athletic ability from a horse and its intelligence from a donkey. So mules were were what a lot of these Wild West guys would prefer, actually. Okay. Mules have smoother muscles than horses. Think of a football player's muscle build compared to that of a ballerina's. Both are very strong, but a mule has greater physical strength for its size and more endurance. A mule gets its athletic ability from its horse and uh, intelligence from a donkey. Yeah. Well, let's just get rid of horses and donkeys. Mules sound like they're the best of both. Problem is you can only make a mule with a horse and a donkey. Oh, because mules can't they have can't sex breathe. with each other. Right. But we can, which is weird. We can have sex with mules. Yes. Well, no, yeah, but right. we can have sex with each other. <laughs> like, you know, we can have sex with people that don't look anything yes, like and us. and make something that right. can have sex. Yes. Like, if you looked at uh. certain people, you would assume that they're, like, if you looked at uh, Yao Ming, right? Right. The, the giant tall dude. Yes. And you looked at uh, a, a small man from Ecuador, mm-hmm. you would assume there's no way that's the same species. If you were from another planet and you had no idea what a human is, you'd be like, oh, this is a different thing. Yeah, 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 But yeah. it's not a different thing. Okay. It's just a different version of that same thing. Yes. But like a liger, which is a cross between a mm-hmm. tiger and a lion, they don't breed. They can't breed. They have useless sperm. It's what about bulldogs and like all those dogs that have really They t- can breed. They can breed. Yeah, those. they get, well they're just fucked. They just There's... manipulated them and made their nose fucked up so and they, they can't come walk. Out with like asthma. And, I know. They can't breathe. They're always they it's look terrible. so trouble. Poor I know. Little fuckers. I feel so sad for them. It's a terrible thing, but someone made them that way. They they selected for that. You know, and then also, you know, obviously people, their their bodies adapted to, like, people that are really white. Well, the reason why they're white is because people originated in Africa, made their way to places where there's no sun, and so their body developed this sort of, like, a solar panel for vitamin D. That's oh. why That's why people are so white. They're white because it's easier. This is one of the reasons why African Americans have a, a, a real issue with vitamin D. Because if you live in a place like, say, Seattle or New York City where there's yeah. not a lot of sun, African Americans, their their bodies are designed to protect themselves from the sun, which is why they have so much melanin. But it makes it harder to absorb vitamin D, particularly when you're wearing all these clothes and it's cold out and it's cloudy. So it's right. incredibly important for them to supplement with vitamin D when they're in these climates where it's very cloudy. Now, how do you get your D? You're I going it. out, you take it, I, and I go you outside. stay out. Yeah, yeah I go outside too, but I take it. I take vitamin D every day. Like a yeah. pill. Yeah, I take 5,000. Yeah, I take a gel cap. It's okay. 5,000 IUs. I take it twice a day. It's very mm-hmm. Vitamin D is very important with COVID. Mm-hmm. But isn't the absorption of D dependent on how much... Iron you have like I just feel like it just goes through you unless you have all the other stuff you do need the other stuff You well yeah. you need fat like most of these muscle most of these um, uh, Vitamins rather they're fat soluble some of them are water soluble But they does it digest better with food because that's really normally where you're getting them other than D Which is where you get from the Sun. Yeah, but dr. Rhonda Patrick she explained it to me in a really interesting way She said it really is a hormone 
vitamin D is, we call it a vitamin and you can take it as a supplement, mm-hmm. but it is a hormone. And it's responsible for so many different things in the body and particularly for the immune system. And when you don't have vitamin D in your system, your immune system is very vulnerable. Yeah. So they were saying that there's all these studies that correlated with this. They're saying that out of people that were in the ICU for COVID, more than 80% of them in multiple studies had insufficient levels of vitamin D. Mm. And only 4% had sufficient levels. Okay. Which is really crazy. Well, then there we go. Yeah, vitamin Take D, your D, zinc, and vitamin C, they, they're saying, are the three most uh, significant vitamins for uh, dealing with uh, COVID. Are you, are, you, are you scared of getting it, giving it? Giving it. Giving it. Giving it. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm scared of giving it to like, my wife's mom or right. or a guest. I would mm-hmm. feel horrible. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm tested. So Fuck. much. God damn it, I get tested a lot. Yeah. Yeah, every week. I just, you and I both did it. That was fun. Yeah. But I mean, I've had, this is my fourth test this week. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Because I did I'm... the thing at the comedy store. So I got tested then during the day. And then I got tested again. You know, I just, I've been tested. I don't know how many times I've been tested since the, the whole thing started. But I'm yeah. fortunate that I could have, you know, the concierge MD service. They come right. And, it's uh, what what'd you do at the comedy store the other night? I saw people hanging out. That looked it's so for fun. the documentary for Showtime. Oh yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. really fun. Was it fun to hang out again? It was fun. That was the most fun. I saw pictures and I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, it was man. like Whitney and Annie Letterman mm-hmm. and Bill Burr and, and Jay Leno was there and Paul Rodriguez and we were all just laughing. Even and Jay Leno's shit. coming out. He misses doing. I heard him say fuck. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> trying out jokes on us too. <laughs> Yeah, he was happy to be out. We were all happy to be out. Yeah, you know? it looked. It, I thought it was a TBT. The pictures from that, I was like, "Oh, the old day." What? That's two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two nights ago. I yeah. miss it. Yeah. They're gonna survive, right? Who fucking knows? I don't know how the Laugh Factor is gonna survive. Right. The Laugh Factor is struggling already, and the Improv is struggling already. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people they're getting they're getting loans, these businesses and stuff, but. I mean, how many fucking businesses need loans? I All think of them. they should have just opened it up and let people come if they wanted to come. Let people work if they wanted to work. Wear a mask, you know, check everybody. Check their temperature when they come in the door. When you go to Texas, if you go to a restaurant, they just check your temperature. They check your temperature. You wear a mask when you come in. They distance all the tables out, and they stay open. Yeah. And they're not making a lot of money. They're not making as much money as they used to. They don't have nearly as many tables open, but they stay open. You got to give businesses the option to work. Give people the option to work. Give people the option to go out if they want to go out. This idea that they're just going to tell us what's best for us, but they're not telling us what's best for us because they're not telling us all the shit that we were just talking about with vitamins. Right. And there's no, no talk of that. There is. No one knows anything. I'm getting all of this from you right now. There's nowhere it's all you can just one place go and get everything you need to know. And people get pissed at me for repeating these things, but listen, I'm repeating these Keep things because they don't know. People don't hear it you're not going to hear it anywhere else if, if you if you've heard it from me 30 times i'm sorry it just means you like the podcast you listen a lot <laughs> yeah but, but the reality is there's not a lot of other sources where you're getting this information so i try to put it out as much as possible and i try to direct people to folks like Rhonda patrick who will tell you exactly what the studies are and and she sent me something recently. There's another uh, correlation study between vitamin D and COVID and how vitamin D, the actual mechanisms and how vitamin D protects you and it protects your immune system from COVID. Yeah. Vitamin D, zinc, 
see, but you should take all those things and you should drink a fuckload of water. How many should... vitamins do you take? Are you taking just like fistfuls every morning? What's well, your regimen? I take a bunch of different things. I take, there's a supplement called Athletic Greens. I take that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. First of all, that's real easy because you just pour it into a bottle of water and I shake it up and I just drink it. Yeah. You know, and it tastes good. So that's, that's real easy for me. And that covers basically everything. But I always supplement with D and I always supplement with large amounts of C. Because those are two, and zinc, because those are, C, zinc, and D are the ones that are directly connected to the immune system for COVID. But C is, like, if you have a cold, like, C is one of the best for keeping everything. Like, that's why things like emergency yes. and all those things exist. Like, C is just a great one for your overall immune system and taking care of yourself when you're sick. So, and, but I just think, like, having levels of all those things, like, fish oil. That's a giant one. Yeah. Inflammation fighting thing. CBD, I take that every day. I take CBD every day. Yeah. We have CBD drinks, these CBD kill cliffs. Do you like CBD? I need, no, I I mean, I like smoking weed, and I feel like I get enough from that. I'm sure you do. You get a lot. I mean, I just quit smoking weed two weeks ago. Why? Because I just am trying to figure out my mental health and get a, (laughs) figure out what the hell is wrong. I mean, that's why I'm, I mean, that's why I'm sitting here right now is because- I was having a very tough time, and I tweeted something kind of crazy that I wanted to shave my head. Because <laughs> I really do. Like, I just feel like something something needs to change. I need to do something wild. I don't know why I'm compelled. My hair has been falling out, I think, just from stress. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm tired of pulling chunks of hair out. It's just, it's distressing it really to me. really that? You're losing that much hair? I mean, I well, I've just started only, like, washing my hair once a week. So when I do wash it, it's like so much comes out. Because it's been a, a week of just no strands coming out. And you lose 100 hairs a day. So w- once a week I wash my hair, and it just feels like I'm just you know, that I was in a fight or something. Someone, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, and I just put it, I put it on the wall and I just, You're it stresses crazy. me out so much. And so I was like, I'm just going to shave it. And I'm not going to, but I did just kind of want to put out a tweet that just, sometimes when I'm feeling depressed, I just need to let people know or just kind of synthesize my feelings through that way. And and I don't do it to like make anyone concerned about me, but really meant a lot to me that you reached out to me and I was completely taken aback by it that you you sensed my dilemma. Well, I know you. And so there was something when you were saying also there's no friend. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah, like, like huh, let me just reach out to Nikki. See it what's was up. so nice. Well, and then it turned into this. Yeah. Well. I mean, I, I when I when I tweeted it, I was just like, don't put this out there. I hate when people tweet like cries for help and then what was a funny cry for help, at least? Th- thank you. I try to at least be funny with them. But um, I, I, it just really irritates me. It's like, just just reach out to your friends if you need help. Don't put out a tweet that makes everyone worried about you. So a couple people reached out to me like, hey, are you okay? But it was yours that um, it really touched me because we don't, like, text regularly. But that was, like, it was just such a real, uh, like, loving text. That well, was you know just, I care about you. I know. That yeah. really meant a lot to me. And I was going through a really fucking bad time last week this time last week I was not in a good place thankfully i came out of it but i keep getting hit by depression like in a major way i've been trying to reach out to a lot of friends uh lately over the last two months like just send uh what's up man you good it's really nice just, of you. just a nice little just hey how are you 
yeah. and, and a lot of hugs. There's so many people that haven't been hugging. No one's touching yeah, each other anymore. It's weird, you know? So And no one can see each other's smile when they yeah. hang out. They're wearing masks. I mean, we all feel so disconnected. Yeah. Um, I'm living with my parents in St. Louis. I my whole social life was comedy. Yeah, like that I don't I didn't really have friends outside of it. The only thing that's saving me is this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like doing podcasts and zooming with people and mm -hmm. doing different um just FaceTiming, thank God for it. But it's I, I miss the connection. What, what, where the fuck would what we would be? What would we do? With no cell phones and no FaceTime. What the where the fuck would we be? With no Skype? Where would we be? I don't know. Just like, that is giant for me, FaceTiming. Just being able to like just see people. What's up? And see their smile. Yes. Like, oh, what's up? We doing? We need it. Oh, so. And um, yeah, and, and I, it's weird to just hang out with my nieces and nephews, and they're yeah, like uh, three and one, and they, we have to wear a mask around them, and you can't—they mm. can't even see your smile. You can't touch them. That's really That's bad. That's really for kids weird too. for kids. They must be like, why is my aunt not touching me mm -hmm. anymore? My, I can't hug my. When if I even get close to my grandparents, I hear no, 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 no. It's like this is gonna be scarring. But the weird thing about it is, if everybody's just tested, why can't you just? Yeah. Hang out. Like what what are we worried about? Like invisible ghosts that come in and invade <laughs> people's bodies and then you're not if you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah. You know, it's But you worry that between the time you got tested and the time you're seeing that person, you might have gone to the gas station and touched a nozzle or but you're not might getting have... it that way. They don't think you I get it that way anymore. From surfaces. No. I know. We've wasted so many Clorox wipes. Just yeah. like and... they've kind of abandoned that, have you noticed? Like they don't even talk about hand sanitizer Gloves, anymore. Hand sanitizer? No, no one cares about that anymore. It's just a mask. Yeah. It's just a respiratory issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just coming out of your mouth and into someone else's mouth. That's I'm so annoyed. I I flew here from St. Louis the other day and just sitting at my gate and it's mandatory to wear a mask on the plane now. But people before before they get on that plane, they're just sitting there without their mask on at the gate just like Really? Just trying to stir up shit, just trying to get away, because they everyone around you is wearing a mask. How could you not wear one? You, you think know that's what they're doing. Yeah, they just they don't, they want to prove that they're not falling for it and they're better than you and they're. It's so deliberate and it makes me sick and it's it's hard because I want to shoot them a dirty look, but they can't really see how much I hate them on my face because it's covered <laughs> by a mask. So I really try to squint my eyes just like, you motherfucker. I was so furious the other day. Just people with the loose mask down by their nose. I had a driver the other day that had his nose exposed and I just am like, hey, can you you pull it up over your nose? It's the only way it works. Like, do I really have to? You haven't seen that meme yet yeah. with the guy with his dick at? Like, how has that not gotten to you that that's yeah. how you wear a mask? Yeah. People just, it's it's... I don't know. I everyone I'm I'm staying in Marina Del Rey. Everyone walking outside is wearing a mask, which I think is a little much. Just like walking down the sidewalk. Wearing... You don't need it when it's sunny out. They, they, what? Yeah, this the, the disease, the virus dies instantly, and in when it's exposed to sunlight. Okay, what? Yeah. Why? Why don't we know that, Joe? I don't know, but uh, Brett Weinstein, who's a biologist, sent me this paper where they showed that it dies. Instantly, in when it's almost or almost instantly, what's in contact with uh, fake sunlight, like uh, ultraviolet light, and okay. also also actual sunlight. So when you're in sunlight, like you're if you're outside, like you're that's why the closing the beach is so fucking stupid. Like it's sunny, like you're not at risk as long as you're right. not like in someone's face. You're not going to get it. And did they see a spike after the protests? Yeah, uh, after all the for sure. That was there was a 100%. spike after that. It has to be. But that it's was in the sunlight outside. What? Do, do they stop as soon as it turns dark out? 
No, that's true. Of course not. Oh, right. They were when people are saying that to me, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is <laughs> everybody right. Cinderella? Oh, my God. I'm going to be hung up a so pumpkin. So if we, we can just protest and gather outside as when it's light out. Aren't, but, but even then, people are screaming, right? Yeah. It's that different was the, circumstances. The screaming, that's just like spewing droplets everywhere. Right. If you yeah. don't have a mask on and you're screaming and other people are screaming and then there's people yelling at each other. So they're in each other's faces. There's like. Very little chance you're not going to get some spread if you've got what, you know, I forget, was it Ben Shapiro who said? It was like having a music festival in every city for three weeks in a row. I mean, it really was. It's like you constantly had protests. Yeah. And so if you have that many people, it looked, it's not a coincidence that it spiked right afterwards, but nobody wants to say it because nobody wants to be insensitive. Yeah, no one talked about it. I remember the protests going on and we were all like, oh, we'll see in three weeks. And then I don't remember it's hearing ridiculous. about the spike that it's happened. It's a fucking for sure spike. That's when everything got shut down in L.A. Mm. Everything got shut down. The, the hospitals got filled again. There's the cases uh, r rose. Look, you it has to be. Either it's contagious or it's not. Okay, if it's contagious and you get a bunch of people together, they're going to give it to each other. Right. There's no way around it. It's not saying that it's not a, a good cause and that it wasn't important to protest. Yeah, all those things are true. But understand that that's what happened. Yeah. I don't think you should stop people from protesting, but I also don't think you should stop people from working. I don't think you should stop people from going to the gym. You should give people the opportunity to do whatever they want to do. That's what America is supposed to be about. Right. The problem is the hospitals, the ICU beds and all that yeah. stuff. Respirators. And respirators. But mm -hmm. they don't even use respirators anymore. One of the things they're finding with respirators is the vast majority of the people that put on respirators died. Yeah, because when you're at that point... Not, not necessarily. According to Michael Yo's doctor, he told him, if I put you on a respirator, you're going to die because your body's going to stop working. Because, because it doesn't need it to anymore. Because it breathes for you. Right. Yeah. And then, so stop and fighting, then when you get off then... the respirator, it's hard for your body to breathe. <sighs> yeah. So they thought you needed respirators. And right. Now that was the big thing. Right. Then now they've adjusted that position. They don't, they don't think it's a good idea to put people on respirators anymore unless they're like really bad. Like they're about to die. Right. Yeah, it's that's life support. Yes, exactly. It's, I, so now they use more like CPAP machines, which are just mm, they give that's you what you some wear oxygen. When you have sleep sleep apnea. apnea. Yes. Yeah. So instead of breathing for you, it just introduces more oxygen into your system. Okay. So that and you know, there's so many things that we thought but the in the beginning that are mask thing. It's like I don't care if you're sitting at my gate and you don't believe in masks and you think we're all so crazy and we're all just sheep wearing masks. Just everyone around you is doing it. Just do it. If, if it, just just to it. be polite, exactly. even if you don't believe. Because exactly. like I was saying, like walking today outside and seeing people with masks on, I was kind of like, I think this is kind of stupid. But I felt like out of respect for them, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah. Even though I don't think I really need to be wearing it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So that's all I ask people to do is just if someone around you, if I go over to someone's house and they they want me to take my shoes off, but I don't really believe in doing that. I'm still going to do it because they do it. Yeah. Just to be nice. Yes. Sure. And I, I mean, and I, I just think the peer pressure of, have you, I've, early when this was happening, I was like getting invited to like social distance barbecues and things like that when they were like <laughs> just trying it out and going over to these things and be under the understanding that we're all going to stay six feet apart and wear masks. And then you get there and people are hugging and people are close and you just kind of feel peer pressured into doing it. Well, people go back to the normal patterns. Normal patterns is, you know, especially when people are drinking. Yeah, they just the give drinking, up on it. yeah. Like, you know what's fucked up is like the Trump rally. 
when he had that big rally when he had it in the stadium yes. and no one was wearing a mask. Oh my god! And then Herman Cain died. I know. And they were like, "Well, it could have been many of place he was, or even though it was like exactly could have been to that one place with ten thousand people yeah. all in one place." Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even I go into these parties being like, I'm going to keep my distance. I'm only going if it's done right. And then I get there and you feel so stupid being the only one who has a mask on or and you feel it's hard to stand up for yourself sometimes. I'm like, fine, spit in my mouth. I guess we used to do that. (laughs) Well, if there was these (laughs) tests where you could do it instantaneously and then, you know, you could just have them at comedy clubs. Yes. You just have people take a test as they're walking through the door. Aren't those coming out soon? The White House has them. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah like immediate tests? Yeah. yeah, my friend went to the White House and they test them and you have it within a couple of minutes. All right. Well, that'll solve a lot of issues. That would be everything. If you just had like a giant, you know, a, a line where everybody's spread out by six feet, you test them all on the line, you know, you write your name down. Or, or you have to register, maybe the show is at 8, you have to show up at 7 and get tested, and then you'd, yeah. you'd be there at 8. Look, it'd be inconvenient, but it's way better than <sighs> having no show. And then you could go there, and no one could have a mask, and you'd have a regular club, and have, a, have the place packed. It's possible. I can't believe I took that for granted so much. Well. I just don't... We, you just always thought it would be you'd be able to do that. You could think I thought anything else could happen in my career. I'll always have stand up to fall back on. Well, everybody thought that, and everybody like how many people didn't have a podcast? I how know, many people didn't have any? If I didn't have a podcast, I would be first of all I'd be bouncing off the walls. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. And then I would be at a point where I was thinking like, hey, I got to make a living. Yeah. Like, what do I need to do to make a living? Maybe I need to get a regular job. Like, how many comics are getting jobs? A lot of them. And you I can't mean, get a job in show business because they're not filling anything. Mm-mm. So just... So what would you do? Teach? I would have to... I'd go to... No. I can't even teach martial arts because gyms are closed. Right. So like, what would I teach? And if you teach, you got to do it over Zoom now to be good a teacher. Good luck. Nobody wants to... Oh my God. If you want to get paid to teach over Zoom, good luck. Nobody wants to pay for that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm... Thank, yeah, thank God for podcasting. Thank God, you know... I'm trying to write a goddamn book. Have you have you, have you written a book? No. Why no. haven't you written a book? Well, I got a deal to write a book of course once. You have. And the the editors were so annoying, I gave them their <laughs> money back. Really? Yeah. Just like, hey, do you have these pages yet? Hey, we like, like just Well, they based it on some stuff that I wrote on my blog mm-hmm. that was, you know, sometimes funny, just but but weird, just thoughts that I had. Yeah. And uh but then once I started turning in stuff, they're like, we want to transcribe your stand-up. Because mm. Jerry Seinfeld did that, and and and, and uh, fucking, who else did it? Ellen. George Carlin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, George Carlin did it because he needed money. Or he was right. broke, taxes, and I don't know why oh. Seinfeld did it. They probably just paid him, and he said, okay. But I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like if I'm writing, if I want to write a book, you're it's, gonna write. It's supposed to be consumed in book form. Mm-hmm. Stand-up is supposed to be consumed on stage. That's yeah. that's the different things. It really helped me though reading those stand-up kind of transcribed stand-up books when I first started stand-up to like r- read jokes mm-hmm. and like learn the craft of writing a joke and the right. consolidation of words. Like I turned to those books where like people would just take stand-up and and write it down. But yeah, yeah beyond that, I from a comedian, I think they. It's, it's well, an easy way out. To repeat, like when I first started doing stand-up, one of the things that I used to do is uh, I would do other people's bits for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'd do a Kinison bit or a Richard Pryor bit for one of my friends. And like that sort of got me into like the rhythm of stand-up. Yes. 
And then I read that Hunter S. Thompson, when he was learning how to write, he would literally write down the great Gatsby line for line. So he would sit there and and retype the Great Gatsby just so he can get an idea of the rhythm of the prose. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that recently with stand-up. Like, I'd, I've stepped away from watching stand-up, but I've been watching it again just because I need to remember how to do it and why I love it. And, yeah. And, and so much, I think, of who I became as a stand-up started out just like trying to copy sure. people yeah. and just trying to figure out how do you do this and watching it so much and ending up sounding like a mixture of all the people that I loved so much. Yeah, that's always weird, right? The beginning, oh. you're always like a copy of the people you yeah. admire. Yeah, I mean, I still look at some of the things I do and I'm like, oh, that you, you picked that up from Silverman. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you picked that up from... Uh, Gaffigan, yeah, Hedberg. I mean, you're just a mixture of everyone that you love, and then eventually you gain some autonomy and you yeah. figure out stuff that works for you and who is truly you. But even my own personality before I did stand up is all based upon me ripping off the popular girls the way they talked and the way they acted. <laughs> of course, there was one girl that had like kind of a lazy eye in my in my high school who like was really hot and like all the guys liked. And I started like kind of like having, <laughs> I would just do it. I would just try to like have like a slightly like, it would just happen because I was like trying to get any way to, for people to like me. There was another girl who talked like a baby and I would just like start talking like this. And it's like, no, people liked her because she was hot, not because her voice was like a baby. That's so so I just, I really am, if uh, if I listen to someone too much, I start I start sounding like them and, and, and copying them. And it's a real problem. That's why sometimes I can't watch some of the stand-ups I love because I just start sounding like them. When I, I can't help it. I used to date a girl who had a kind of a lazy eye, and she was really hot. And yeah. then I had like a fetish for lazy eyes for yes. a while. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. She had it... like a one slightly lazy eye, and I just thought it was really hot afterward because she was a freak. So, like, I just associated lazy eyes. What was eyes she a freak? With, like, what would she, was she do? She really horny. Oh, yeah. She was just really sexual. Like, all the time? Just wanted oh, it all yeah. the time she or wanted, wanted to, to do stuffed. weird stuff? Yeah, wanted to get stuffed. Yeah, she was all just the time. really horny. That's so fun. Yeah. And I was 21, and she so was. So you were down. She was older than me too, so it was uh -huh. uh, it was interesting. How much older? A couple years. Like okay. she was 25, and I was 21. What? When you were young, what was the oldest you went? Did you ever? I think I dated a girl who was 35 when I was like 23. Okay. One in a couple of days would. Yeah, but it's usually like you're just getting used by some chick who wants to get gorilla fucked. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually some woman who's tired of like dating guys who work in an office or something. Right. She goes and finds some. See, I have young savage. guys coming after me, and I feel like they're using me so that they can just like somehow have a story about like fucking an older woman. And I don't want to be that mm, like. That's interesting. I, I don't want to. Why be wouldn't used. you just think they're attracted to you because you're confident and intelligent? Um, because I think it's some weird fetish they have where they like they. Or they had a speech therapist that they like got boners for, and I remind them of her. I like there's something. Why would you just not think that you're sexy? Why wouldn't you just assume I that? I don't know because I just don't look at myself that way. I mm. cannot. There are certain times where I do feel really sexy, and I um and I can I can feel that way. But generally, when someone's into me, I go, "What's going on here? What do you want? 
Because it can't be that you want to have sex with me. Even though I know I'm an attractive girl and like I, I work on being attractive, it's not like I'm, I don't think I'm a dog. But You're suspicious. Yeah, I'm suspicious. And you want to know why? Because sometimes I'm fucking right. And especially since I've gotten a little bit more famous, oh. it, that happens. And I, and because it, as I've gotten a little slightly more famous, I, my self-esteem has um, risen a bit in terms of just I like myself and I'm like, oh, maybe this guy does like me for me. And then it happens that they just want an autograph from you or they want. Honestly, someone wrote me that today and a, a guy that has been in, interested in me and asking me out a ton. And he just wrote me today like, hey, I heard you're going to be on Rogan. Um, if there's any chance you could get an autograph from him, that would be so cool. Thank you. so." And I just wrote back, no, like just no <laughs> with nothing else. And it felt so good. No. And you don't even bother putting a period. No, I didn't say no. I'm no. sorry. No, I don't feel comfortable doing that. No, no, no. But it, that that's happened before. So you worry that they look at you as being someone who's got a high profile, and maybe if they connect themselves to you, yeah. it can help their life in some way. They'll get to fuck other girls in their social circle because they said they fucked a girl that was uh, on Celebrity Game Night playing badminton with Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I mean, that's how I feel. Is that's and I'm not wrong. Like this does happen. There was another instance where a guy. Got a picture, a guy I thought liked me, and I do think he likes me, but he got a picture with me, and I guess we we both weren't wearing masks in the picture. I guess we were too close to each other, and he couldn't post the picture because he felt like it would be ba a bad look for me. We're not wearing masks, but we were like, for me, I was like, we're far enough apart, but do what you want. And um, and he's and I go, okay. He's like, oh, so I'm not gonna post it. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. And then um, he's like, but I would really like to see you again. Like, I really liked hanging out with you. I'd love to take you out sometime. And I was like, hey, I just don't think I'm in a point in my life where I want to be dating right now. And he goes, well, can we just meet up to get a picture? Oh. So it happens. Ew. It happens a lot. It happens. <laughs> can we meet up just to get a picture? So now. I just want to let everybody know I know you. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, or and then and then this what I see is him getting that picture and then going back to like show the girls that he really wants to bang their or his age at some party and he's like, oh, I got a picture with Nikki Glaser and they're like, we don't know who she is. What is she like? Ew, she's like thirty six and then they all make fun of me and that's like the, that's the oh, no. thing I have in my head. Oh no! And I watched her special. It wasn't even funny and I, like <laughs> that's I just see them all making fun of me and like how pathetic that I am that I've like fucked a younger kid. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say the word kid. How like, old is he? I think he's like 25, which is not. That's not that bad. No, he can For a guy, that's car. standard. A he's going to love that I'm talking about him. I really want to change the subject. Shit. Ugh. Ah! Isn't that the, that's the worst part? To talk about these people, then they then they're so excited. I'm gonna get a text as soon as I'm out of here. Hey, it's I, gonna be I like, didn't know there was some animosity between us. Uh, I, I swear, I really did want to spend time with you. I think you're really great. I wanted to take a picture with you just because I think you're awesome. Oh, I just wanted no, to no. document the fact that I know you. There was this guy on a plane a couple weeks ago and I met him at my gate and usually when I fly I just like put on my headphones and like sleep mask and I just try to stay uh, I don't want anyone talking Mouth to me. Mouth mask and sleep mask. You're I gone. Know. Oh my god. And face shield. I've been Ooh. wearing the shield oh, too. Shield. Don't don't Welder shield. Yeah, I I want to make a statement that like I hate all of you not wearing a mask and now I have to doubly protect myself and look what you've made me do. 
um, I want to send that message. I love wearing the shield. At first I felt stupid. Now I feel cool. And if anyone's going to judge me, they can't recognize me. They can't even see me in there. So it's great. So usually, I'm, but when I fly, even pre-COVID, I would just always kind of, I just didn't want anyone talking to me. I've been t- 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 caught in conversations on planes with people and it just like, brutal. It's brutal. And I learned the hard way, but like years and years ago. Some and people so, just don't stop. And you can no. never close your eyes. You can never relax. And they you just do close yapping. your eyes, and they still talk. Yeah. And, or they, you put your sleep mask down there talking, and you have to lift it back up, and you just have to eventually say, I just don't want to talk. But this one guy sat next to me at my gate, and um, I I feel bad because he heard me talk about him on Whitney's podcast, and he felt really bad LOL. that this happened, but <laughs> whatever. But it just, this this I want to just tell you that it happened. I was sitting at my gate. It was a hot guy sat down next to me. And I took out my head. I made like my head accessible. Like I kept my mask on, but I took out my headphones to be like, if you want to talk to me, you definitely could. And I did. <laughs> I said there was like some I don't I don't know. There was a gate announcement that was kind of funny. And I just like muttered something to myself, like making fun of the woman talking, trying to get this guy to like laugh or just spark up a conversation. And he was just like, hey, I, I'm a big fan. And I was like, what, really? I was like, oh, my gosh, thanks. I was like, what do you know me from? Like, what do you? He's like, I love your show. And I'm like, what show? And he's like, your podcast. And I was like, oh, this guy knows me because my podcast, it's like I do it every day. It's really like it's like reading my diary. I don't even like my friends to listen to it. It's just too much. So I was like, oh, this guy like accepts me for me I, and he likes it. He's like tall, hot. I can't see half of his face, but I like. Can just, he's cute. He looks good. What you see looks good. Yeah, and I never ever meet guys like out in public. I've never been someone that like has chatted up a guy at my gate or like on the plane. It just never happens to me. And so I'm like, yes, we start <laughs> chatting up, and it's like going really well. And and I'm flying Southwest, so there's no like boarding order. And or no, there is. Uh, I'm I'm like the first to board, but there's no there's no seat assignment. Right. So he says to me, um, "Save me a seat next to you. Let's con- let's continue this conversation on the plane." So I'm getting on the oh, plane. And I'm like, shit. "Listen, I want to sleep. I need to sleep." And but. I was gonna, but I got I gotta find a husband. And this might be the one. Like I gotta t- I gotta put myself out there. I've been so closed <laughs> off for so many years. So I get on that plane. And we we're chatting. We're having like a really good time. He's like funny and nice and interesting. Similar interests. And, you know, he, he lives on the West Coast, but I'm like, I can move anywhere. Like, I'm down. Let's do this. And um, and it's 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 flirty, but it's not like there's nothing over the top. But I, I was just like, I kept thinking, I didn't see a ring on his finger. There's no mention of a girlfriend. And then finally, I, I'm like, we need to switch this to like a flirty kind of, we need to talk about dating or something to get us in that kind of vein of conversation and I said something like so have you been dating during COVID and this is two and a half hours into the flight and he's like oh well I have a I have a girlfriend who I live with and I was just I I almost started crying because not because I was like oh I've this guy I thought I was going to be with him but because I just could have been sleeping that entire time <laughs> and I wasted this ent- I don't want to no talk to way, anyone but there's no other way to know I, you could have mentioned her but, but wait five minute. minutes in. But why? If he just thought that you thought that he was a fan and you, he wanted to talk to you. If why there was no would flirtiness. I want to talk to a fan <laughs> for that long? <laughs> why? Maybe just because he's an interesting person I and you're know, bored. I he, how know. would he know that you were tired? No, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It was my fault to get yeah. my hopes up. But... That's too far into a conversation to not try. You got you're talking to a girl who you know is single. You sound like a guy. 
age appropriate. You do. You sound like a guy. I right do. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, fair. I'm talking to her for fucking two hours. That's and too long. And then finally she says, I have a boyfriend I yeah, live with. Yeah, that's like, What the fuck? I bought you three drinks already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my money. If you have a girlfriend, it's just, it's, I was really ticked off. But he's a fan, though. You are a public I person. Didn't you are a professional that comic. That's what was going on. But, Nikki, you have fans. You sell out all over the I country. Know. I know. You're forget. a real comedian. I, it had been many months since I had been on stage. I've been living with my parents for four months. I forgot who I was. Oh, that's so funny. And I was so, I was so excited. I was so sad. And I continued the conversation because then I go, you know what, Nikki, why can't you just get to know someone? Yeah. And relationships fail. He he's, has a girlfriend. It's not like he's married. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> His kids are going to grow up. They're going to get out of the house eventually. <laughs> yes. Whatever. You I can mean, wait years. Yeah. It's no big deal. I'll plant that seed. If a guy plant has a girlfriend, it. I don't. Dig a hole. I'm not going to like outwardly flirt with a guy or like try to break up a relationship I mean I would never do that but if a guy has a girlfriend I'll still like have a flirty conversation because most it's things don't last most things don't last most well everything doesn't last well yeah that's true everything too. Yeah. your life but if a guy's married then I'm like okay well I'm I not going to have no hope here a story about a couple that dated when they were in high school and then they got married they married other people broke up the mm -hmm. whole deal Went through lives and then got married again when they were in their late seventies. That is sweet. I like that. It's kind of adorable. Yeah, it is kind of adorable. Like they decide, like, what well, we've been fucking around all this time. Yeah. What have we been doing? I know. I feel like uh, you know, I've been, I've been circling the same guy for a really long time. How long? I've only had like a shark. Oh, yeah. Or like a cat. Got like a. Like that is extinct mouse <laughs> scampering about. People haven't seen me since the 60s. <laughs> like I just, it's not, uh, yeah, it's a, I've, I've only really had one um, actual relationship and we have just, we've gotten, we got back together back and forth for like five or six years, just broke up and got back together, broke up and got back together. And then we haven't been together for over like three years now but we slept together for a while even after that but we haven't slept together for like a year and some change and um and he and oddly enough he just moved back to st louis too oh, we both shit. met in new york city but he just and he's living with his parents too oh perfect in st. Louis, as we're both looking to what we're gonna do next yeah mm. you think it is perfect but he won't have sex with me what i know he because won't? i think he like is gay cares about me oh and like doesn't want right. to upset me because I tend to have sex with someone and then I get Attached. my hopes up a little bit. I mean, I got my hopes up on a plane with like in a conversation with a guy. I was like planning our future together. <laughs> what were you thinking? What was like the ultimate goal? Like you're seeing the babies, you're seeing the whole thing. No, it's just like he was talking about his family and I was like picturing meeting them. And he mentioned oh. like moving to San Diego and I was like kind of annoyed because I'm like we haven't even talked about San Diego yet. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> not even joking you. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned some things that I'm like, well, you don't even know that I want to go there, but I would. But he d that's weird that he would just say that. So, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I really do. I As soon as I start talking to, uh, to a guy, I start picturing our future. Oh, I picture like walking down the aisle to him. 
Um, yeah, I get ahead of myself. Well, that's, Maybe that's better my than the opposite. Okay, which the is? The opposite is like never thinking you're ever going to be in a relationship and every guy you talk to never imagining that it's ever going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no. So At least I have some hope. Ho yeah. yeah, you're hopeful. I do have hope. Yeah, you're hopeful. So this guy, this guy cares about you, mm -hmm. so he won't hook up with you because he doesn't want to get your hopes up. Yeah, it's really nice that's because every, nice time, we, every time we hung at, hang out together, I'm always like, can we please just have sex? Like, I haven't wow. had sex in 17 months now. <gasps> it's so long, Joe. And he won't just hook you up? A no, well, we, I know. It's terrible. I, I'm, and, and, and I'm really, I mean, I could get laid. It's not a pro, like, I, there are guys that would gladly fuck me, but <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable having random sex. I'm not good yeah. at it. I need to really like <clears> someone. <throat> and he just knows how to get it done. And we've done it so many times. It just knows feels like it would be it so easy. Yeah, it but would I be. But I don't, but he's right. I probably would think, oh my God, we're going to be something. We're going to get back together. And then my heart would get broken again. So mm. it might not be worth it. But what does he do? He's a um, he works in radio. He's ra he's on he was a, pro a producer, behind the scenes producer. We met on um, a show that I had on MTV, and then we created a show together on Comedy Central, and then um, and then that show got canceled, and then we got canceled, and then he uh, now he's on the radio in St. Louis. He's like a broadcaster now, mm. and um, yeah. So At least he's a good guy. He is a good guy. He's thinking about it that way, yeah. Because most really guys, nice. if a girl's like, can we please have sex, like. Um, that's it? Just sex? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. I've said that before so many times. Oh, like, that's all have. I that's all I want. I don't want anything more than that. That's so not true, though. I You get to mm. learn. Men have to learn that that's not really true. Every, um, I mean, I've only had a couple times ever in my life, but I was younger and stupid where a girl said, I just want sex. But then after you give it to them, they generally that's not really the case no because i think women develop like intimacy bonds with men in a different way like like we were talking right. earlier about um not that i think i know right or it's general generalizing but um we we're talking about uh using like men do not care if you use them it means zero like if a woman is like i just want to use you for sex guys are like okay yeah like it doesn't it's not uh, there's no negative connotation like if if you are walking by a girl and her friends and she used you for sex and she tells her friends yeah i fucked that guy just for the sex and he's the guy's be there psyched. he'd be like He's yeah. not going to feel bad, but yeah. if, if a girl walks by and a guy's hanging out with his friends, and it's like, yeah, I just use her for sex, she's going to be like, ugh. She's going right. to feel terrible. A guy wouldn't feel bad at all, unless he's really weird. Obviously, we're generalizing again. Sure. But most men are not going to have an issue with that. I don't know. I just got kind of horned up when you said, when you <laughs> when I pictured passing a guy and someone said, I just used her for sex. That kind of was exciting to me. You got excited about that? Because he doesn't want anything. I, I'm scared of intimacy right. in a big way. So I do like the idea of just being used and like, oh, someone just doesn't want to get to know me. The problem like, no. is if you get rocked. Right, and it's fun, and you enjoy it, and you actually have a good time. Like you got to assume too, if you're having sex with someone, you don't hate them. Yeah, you like them I as know, a person. That's the problem. You have to like someone to have sex with them, and then yes. when you have sex with them, you just then now you like them, and you had sex. And with then them. here's the other problem: if you like them more than they like you, then you get upset. Yeah. Like a lot of times, people when they get rejected by someone, they feel pain. They feel pain of either being rejected or neglected, and then they associate that pain with something negative that the person has done, even if they haven't really done anything mm -hmm. negative. And then they get angry at that person. Yep. 
And you're like, I didn't do anything. That's what you know, this you guy's just avoiding. used me for sex. And you're like, ah. Yep. No, well, we had sex. It's not even like I would feel like I was getting used, but I would just be so disappointed. Like, why don't you want more with me? Why right. wouldn't you want to marry? Why don't you yes. want to spend time with me yes. all the time? Why don't you want to be my man? Damn and it. um, and that's the problem. But what he does do that makes me feel great is like I. He always says, "I want to make it clear, I want to fuck you so bad." You look like he'll tell me all the things that I need to hear. That essentially just kind of get you juiced up. Yeah, like it makes me feel as good as if I got dicked down. Okay, so he says all the things I want to, but the problem yeah, is... Yeah, like you look so good, this is what I do to you, this is what I want to I'd do. I'd like to smash it. Yes, and then but I leave feeling like, oh, okay, like I still got it. That's good, that's good. So actually. it is good. <clears throat> so you're a good guy. He is a good guy. and um, and Not like that asshole on the fucking plane. No, that guy was so good too. <laughs> that poor guy wrote to me, because we exchanged numbers, because like I said, plant that seed. His relationship might... Mm. Fall Especially apart. now that you've talked about it on two different podcasts. I know he's gonna be so. He's gonna, gonna text go, me is, again. Bob, is that you? I know. Okay, I need I just, to talk If to his you. girlfriend is listening, I just want to say he did nothing inappropriate. He never flirted me. There was nothing he did that if he were my boyfriend, I'd be like, he shouldn't have done that. So mm. the, he 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 behaved like a true gentleman. Did not flirt with me. I read into it way too way too much. But I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm that on Raya. Thing. I'm on um, Raya is a, a, a celebrity dating, app dating for app. celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. I like a blue check mark, and it's not because I like guys that are famous because they're famous, and I want to be famous. It has nothing to maybe it has like a little bit to do with that. I'm not going to say it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, the, there's something hot about a guy being extremely successful and other people thinking that he's cool. Okay, yes, I'll give you that. I think it's because I get I can I can know them before I go into the date. Right. I can watch their stuff. I I feel like I'm already acquainted with them. That's why I like a blue check mark. It validate it, like I can get to know you before I go on a date. <clears throat> I don't like going into these things blind. So that's that's it. why I like a blue check. But there's no one in St. Louis that's on the goddamn app. And, no one. Uh, no. Not one person. Um. Really, honestly, no. There's wow. no one in St. Louis on them. Where are they all? New York and L. A. Yeah. Or like <clears throat> Stockholm. I mean, it's all over the globe. They, they, they're, oh. It's it's global, and so I'm connecting with some guys on that. And and when I come to and then I just always get so busy when I come here. I don't want to go on a first date with someone. I just want to hang out with my friends that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, I've been I've been into this book lately. It's called uh, Irresistible. It's about uh, addictions. I downloaded it because Did I you? saw you recommend it. And Dude, oh my god, it's heavy, right? Yeah, but, I'm really scared. But one of the things I was thinking about when I was uh, going through it. Um, uh, is dating apps like that's kind of the same? People are addicted thing. to those. They yeah. have to be. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people are having these random encounters because of dating apps? Like, yeah. how many people are? It's like t- swiping left. And, which one is good? Uh, right, right is good. Right means you like mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So do you go to the right? You swipe them right. So you go right. You go right. Okay, right. Yeah. You swipe so you them go right. From you left to right. Yes, you go okay. from, yeah, they're in the middle, and then you swipe them right, or you swipe them left. And, and yeah. that means you like them. Left means, no, you're Fuck garbage. Off. I never want to see you again. And yeah. right means, let's do it. And sometimes you go too fast on the left, because sometimes you're just like, oh, what does this app think of me? What if you me? fuck up and you go, oh, I should have went right on that guy. Oh, you Can you go back? I feel like Rose on the Titanic, and Jack just fell into uh, the abyss. Like, I really feel like my husband, I'm just like, uh, what did I do? Like, because sometimes you go too fast. <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like, ugh. You could have been uh, the one, uh, and then you lay in bed going, what if it was him? Uh, and you can't go back? Um, You can. You can shake the app very gently. Shake it? Yeah, you just like, 
go like, because at first I was going like, bring it back! And it wouldn't work because people told me just shake it, it'll come back. And it wouldn't work. But then I realized you have to like do one solid. You have to be like in control of yourself, and then then it'll come back. (laughs) And then you see him wearing a tank top, and you swipe him left again. You're like, oh my god, ew, disgusting. Tank tops are gross. No, I mean, there's always just, I just find something about a guy that I can be like, I can't deal with that. He'll like say his dog is his best friend or my mom thinks I'm a catch or, you know, some part of his personality is based on a food he loves. Just anything Mm. kind of deplorable like that. Or like, I love to get lost in a good book or just something. (laughs) Shut up. I love, I want to, I want to cook for you. Whenever a guy writes that, I'm just like, you're poor i get i mean like you take me to a restaurant i don't want to watch you cook let's just go sit down and i don't want to watch you have to like just because you've got you know one of those meal kit delivery services i have to sit and watch you chop cilantro and talk about your connection with your nephew that i'm never gonna remember because we're never gonna see each other again just take me to a restaurant I don't know. Some these guys are just trying their best. I tr- I just like get so angry at these apps. It's so funny the thing that gets mad. It gets you mad. Just guys like yeah. That, I get mad at guys that cook. I eventually cook for me, but like just shut up. I don't care. I I don't really don't have, and I don't cook. It's not like I'm gonna take care of that. So I guess I would like a guy who cooks, but I'd like more like a guy who just like I don't know what I want. I'm really this isn't fair to anyone. I don't know what I want. I want a guy who I already oh. know oh my God. and I can hang around with and then develop a crush on and then oh. I decide when we're going to take it to the next level. You just want to be the boss. Kind of. I want to be the one to be like, okay, now we can, even though I tend to like it when guys make the first move and kind of are so a little bit aggressive. What the fuck you want? I'm all over the place, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I want. I got oh. I got a guy who oh um, who I'm texts me. I'm crying over here. Oh. <laughs> so am I. I'm I in. just can't. Nothing can come I'm, out. But I'm I'm crying. It's not disrespectful laughter. No, it's it's. it's oh my God, so I know it's sad. I got it's a guy hilarious. right now who um. <clears throat> he's like a he's a I would say uh, we're talking an A lister here. Mm. Yeah, mm. one of my first. Mm. Not not my first, mm. but. He's definitely he's definitely up there. I've known about him for years, been a fan. And we connected and um he just wants to sext with me and like have FaceTime sex and stuff like that. Like that's what he Without wants to do. Without physical sex? Well, he lives in Los Angeles and I live in St. Louis. And oh, well, whenever I'm available or in his area, he doesn't seem to want to meet up. So Oh. It's just odd. always he checks on him in on me every couple weeks and it's just like Have you been intimate with your, this person? No. Oh, even Met him weirder. one time in person and okay. then it went right to texting. That's but wait, that's weird. Someone who that's weird. I know. I don't like it either. I'm like, can we hang out in person and then maybe I can Virtually jerk you off or whatever you want (laughs) me to do. Walk you through whatever it is you're doing to yourself. Um, But I I just made the mistake of getting him off one time when he was texting. Like, he always texts me at, like, 3 a.m. Oh. And it's just like, how are you feeling? (laughs) Like, just checking in on my well-being in the middle of the night. And, um... It's not. It's nice. I really do think he like cares about me, but like there's some kind of weird. And we both have intimacy issues. We've declared that to each other. So mm. something's going on there, and we can't even see each other. I mean, I live in St. Louis with my parents, and he's in here. And um, but you're here right now. I know. 
I didn't let him know I was here, but I just ha- I didn't tell He's him. He's gonna find out. He has when you to... talk about him on this podcast, uh, he... and millions of people hear about it. No, no one will. No, no one will know. No one will know. No, he'll know. He'll know. Good. He'll if you're know. Listening. Aren't you friends with Nikki? Yeah, she's on a podcast talking about. No, no, no. I don't think he tells anyone. I, I doubt he's told uh, anyone that we're f- friends or texting. But he tells one guy. Maybe one guy. He's yeah. Well, let him know. Let your friend know that I'm talking about him. But Go he. Tell um, your friend. I do. I. I like. He's. He's. Uh, well, we did this <clears> one thing. The other night, because he texts me and then he wants to like have sex, and I'm just—it takes me a little bit of time to get like really horny well, for someone. Should definitely he just hang wants to out. jump into it, oh. right? I would just like to maybe just talk on the phone, get to know each other. How about go out, okay. like a regular person, right? I would like that too. Go on a date. I one time I, I when pre-COVID he was in New York and I was like, let's meet up, and he was like, are you flirting with me? And I was like. Oh, this has been going on a while. I guess. So yeah. COVID's five, six months, yeah, right? Yeah. Jesus. It's just off. It's off and on. It's every couple of months. This guy like remembers that I exist. It's really he doesn't <laughs> like me. There's no future here. He watched my special and he was like, I think before my special he didn't think much of anything, and then he watched my special and I talked so much about sex. He like thinks that I'm super, super sexual, even though I haven't had sex in like so long. I don't even know. Well, what I think I would you're sexual, anymore. but also sensitive. That's what's going on. Oh. It's not that you're not sexual. You're right. sensitive. You don't want to get hurt. And you're also smart and you're, you know, you've lived on this planet long enough to know what fucks you up and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you're careful. Yes. It's not that you're not sexual. Okay. I like you're pretty, that. You're pretty sexual. Really? Yeah. I would, I would say you're very sexual. Oh, good. Yeah. I felt, I haven't felt that way. And I haven't hooked up in so long. Yeah, I, but don't, you I don't get horny that much. You obviously talk about it a lot. Yeah, but you're not, <clears throat> you're not around someone. Yes. That's oh yeah, if I was uh, around someone, yeah, like uncomfortable with that. If I had someone to have sex with, I'd be like your old lazy-eyed <laughs> lady from back in the day. <laughs> I'd be, oh. I would be getting, I would be, at, yeah, I, I can, be, I can get addicted to sex pretty quick when, when I'm in a relationship and like, yeah. like having it. It's just an easy way to tap out and, yeah. and forget your feelings. So well, that was I can, also part of the book about irresistible it's it even talks about sex addictions and gambling addictions really get into that book because i got distracted by my phone again (laughs) within three i mean i'm reading it on my phone as i'm learning that i'm addicted to my phone yeah Yeah. that so that was a part of it was i mean that's what ever i feel like so many guys are sex addicts a lot that i deal with and like have relationships with or like communicating with i'm just like oh this guy's a sex addict and um and and a lot of them are f- famous. I think that creates. I mean, you can have sex with anyone you want when you're famous. Yeah, that's really part of the really hard, hot chicks. Yeah. Really hot chicks. They throw that, themselves and, at you, and you become and they're a woman. sex addicts. You're like the woman. You're the one who's being pursued. Oh right, yes. And so the, that's the problem with famous guys is they're <clears> constantly they're they're too busy with like really really hot chicks constantly being thrown at them. They don't really need to have a relationship where the. I mean, that's the appeal of having a relationship. For a lot of guys, I think it's just having a regular person to have sex with. That's definitely one of it. And then <clears throat> there's also this uh, this book is talking about porn addicts and gambling addicts. Mm. And, and then it's really all the same thing. It's like your body and your brain gets fixated on particular activities. Yep. And those particular activities occupy your mind so much and that it becomes a detriment to your life. And it's with video games, it's yeah. with sex, it's mm-hmm. with porn, mm-hmm. it's with gambling, it's with drugs. And that they used to think that they're different things. 
they used to think this, and, and obviously drugs have like physical consequences, like heroin and you know, and, and alcohol. Like alcohol is one of the worst to get off of, because when you get off of alcohol, like people who are like legitimate alcoholics, they can die oh, if yeah. they go cult Amy Winehouse. That's how she died. No bulimia. I don't know. If that's no true. one talks about it. Well, let's let's Google that. Look it up because <clears throat> her documentary, she was puking her brains out at the end and that can cause cardiac arrest like that mm. and so i think i mean it could have been a mixture of both but i i do think her bulimia had a huge That's, i listen to fucking her her shit so often she's uh, she, on oh. my like regular playlist she's in so much pain you can but, hear it in her voice but it was such a beautiful voice it's an interesting voice mm -hmm. even when she's singing so about emotion. going to rehab mm -hmm. you know Amy yeah. Winehouse killed by bulimia, not drugs, says her brother. Yeah. <clears throat> Drink and drugs took their toll, but eating disorder fatally weakened Amy. Yeah, dude. Says Al. How does some he... serious shit? But what is the um, <clears throat> what is the uh, the coroner's result though? Do they say? But the thing is, a brother. Yeah. Would know. I just think that that gets swept <clears throat> under the table so much eating disorders when mm. really that is. And, you know, uh, COVID is killing a lot of people with eating disorders, too. People that on the other side of that, food addicts mm -hmm. who can't stop eating and obesity oh, yeah. makes you so much more susceptible yeah. to COVID. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I only know that because I've, you know, dabbled in all of those things before. And um, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I'm a definite addict and I got to watch it. But the, the sex addict thing, I mean, I just think that that's one that's unchecked for so many people yeah. and so acceptable. Mm -hmm. And um, porn addiction. I mean, I, I can't get off without watching porn. You can't get off at all without no, watching porn? Not even close. I really? wouldn't even try if my internet was down. We, we had a power outage the other day at my house and it was just like, okay, well, that's... I would be screwed without, I couldn't do it. I mean, I would figure out a way, I think I would manage, but if my if my toys aren't working and aren't plugged in, and if I don't have porn, <laughs> I'm just not getting off. I've never been someone who can do it manually and, wow. and with my imagination. It's really a problem because the porn I watch is like not good. What kind? Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Um, dude, <clears throat> it's bad. Like what I mean, kind? Like Stepmom well, stuff? No. Oh, that's no? tame. Are you kidding Gang me? Gang rape? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Really? I mean, I got a threat on, um, like, a DM from just some fucking troll a while back that was like, if I put out a hit on the dark web for you to be gang raped and asked, paid the guys $100,000 to do it, I could, I could make that happen. And you know someone would accept that. And I was like, joke's on you that that's... My fantasy. No, I mean, I was. <laughs> I, I don't really mean that. Please do not do that. But I was also like, no, that's. I, I'm not joking. Like that's tends to be the stuff that I watch is like really aggressive gang bangs and like women tied up. I I I pay for my porn because I feel so bad what's happening to the women in it. I hope that they are being compensated for it. So I pay like thirty bucks a month for Kink.com. I'm wow. watching really fucked up stuff. Um, and I've always been to, been into like being tied up and like, uh, I'm someone who doesn't feel like I deserve pleasure without like having pain. Like I don't ever celebrate anything and I can only celebrate or like relax if I put in so much work that I'm just like dead. So I can, it's really hard for me to like enjoy myself in life. I always have to have, it's, I have to punish myself first. <clears throat> and so orgasms are not something that like I feel 
I feel it's hard for me to give myself one and let myself have that much. It's like, it's too much. It's like Christmas. And you're like, you have to wait a year for Christmas. You can't give yourself Christmas every day. So I feel I like to be tied up and like forced to have Christmas. And like, I, Jesus Christ, that's what I, that's what I tend to like is like, you have to do this. And because I'm so, I don't like losing control either. And the orgasm is like the most you can lose control. I just feel like. I don't I don't like being that out of control and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared I'm just going to like shit everywhere or something. Like I'm totally scared of shitting everywhere. I am. Is no one else scared of that? No. When they come? I don't think I've never shit everywhere when I come. Or saying something that you regret or like just do it. I don't know. Having a Kramer moment when I'm oh. just kidding. No, just I'm terrified of what might happen. That's why I only have sex with people that I like trust so much so that if I shit on them, they wouldn't. I know that that guy wouldn't hate me. Right. And so, like wouldn't tell people. And that's why you're willing to let them tie you up. You trust them so much. Because if they tie me up and I shit, okay. Like, yeah, you should <laughs> that's have That's my biggest me. fear. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't my fault. You tied me up. Ah. I had no choice. <clears throat> Oh my god! Or um, yeah. So if if you're forced, then you have you have, yeah. You then it's not your fault what you did or what you said. So do you ever watch regular porn or is it always like no? Tied? Never. It's always I start at kink. I go to kink.com. I go to anal. I go to bondage. I go to gangbangs. My problem is I do not like the women to be abused. I don't. But you can't find gangbangs where the woman's being treated nicely. You can't find one where they're just like, good job. You're taking on so much. Like, I've talked about this in my special, but I, I thought after talking about it in my special and saying, can I please get a respectful gangbang? Porn would listen and heed my request and make a gangbang when they're just like, they're proud of her for her, you know, tenacity no. and her strength during this really arduous journey personal <laughs> journey and they're never nice to her they're always calling her a dumb bitch they're making her oink like a pig they have a fucking boot on her head they spit in her face and i, I honestly joe i'm not kidding you i watch porn with half the screen covered up because i don't like what they do to her head but i like what they're doing to, to the rest of her because I, I just it's too they're so mean you know choking her like doing a fish hook i don't like any of that but i like i like the idea of gangbangs i like the idea of a girl being like kind of used and taken advantage of um and i i do feel guilty about all of this because i'm a feminist obviously i love women and i want us to feel empowered and i'm so sad for these women but I, that's what gets me off like I'm, what a conundrum yeah i don't want to be fisted joe <laughs> but that's all that gets me off is watching women get fisted <laughs> I like that now, and I don't have any interest in being having that done to me. Why do you like or it? Or so I say. Why do I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, thank you. This might be the most I fun podcast ever. Oh my god, so it's thank so you. Ridiculous. I don't know what I'm even uh, saying, but yeah, dude, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm, crying. I'm watching like it just uh. it just is a slippery slope, dude. It just gets. You know, it, you go from just like slight bondage where a girl's tied up and a guy's maybe like doing some stuff to her with a a wand and like fingering her and ch choking her a little bit. And then it's it's just like seven guys riding pig on a girl's head and making her oink and like and and spitting on her. Did you bookmark those? Like, I mean, that's I, a good I have one. I have a file. <laughs> I have a I have an email that I send to myself. 
It's called Porn I Like, and I just keep sending myself the next. Anytime I come from a video, I send it to myself so I can go back. And I can also see my my descendants into depravity through the years. (laughs) I can see where I started and where I'm at and how it happened. How long is this? Email this chain has been, going on It's been for. going on since 2017 is when I started oh it. So I have a, a, a good backlog of. Wow. But, but what I like about this is that usually the girl is, I don't like to see a girl in distress. I don't like to, as soon as she, I, I think that she's not having a good time, I get out of it. Because a lot of these girls are having a good time. They like to be pushed to the, the limit. One of my favorite porn actresses, and I just want to give her a shout out because she does brilliant work, is Kristen Scott. And one of her the best videos is called School of Seduction. I think that's what it's called. and um, Or no. Oh, fuck. What is it called? It's, there's like this academy, academy that these girls go to where they learn to be sluts. <laughs> And they have to like graduate and there's like five days where they go to the school and they're tied up and they're just like fucked by a bunch of people and they're made to like plank and get fucked at the same time as they're planking. And it's just like they're, they get, they just, they have to do what you say. When someone tells you you have to do something, you have to be like, oh, I guess I have to do it. It's not my fault that I'm a whore. And they, I just like that. That's what I'm into. Because I think I have so much guilt associated with wanting to be sexual or wanting to feel sexual that if someone's making me do it, then suddenly it's not my fault. So do you think that's why you like bondage and gangbangs because it's out of the person's control? Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking mm. into like because I was feeling guilty about having like I don't have rape fantasies. I don't have that. But a lot of women do. So many women do. And it's actually called uh, it's not a rape fantasy because you're not fantasizing about actually being raped because that's not consensual you want consensual not it's called cnc consensual non-consent that's what it's called and i'm kind of into that it's um that's an interesting phrase consensual non-consent i know it's kind of murky but saying rape (laughs) fantasy is just not uh right you don't want to be raped by someone you don't want to have sex with you want to be raped by someone you're really attracted to but you want to give in to it so you want it to happen so it's it's sort of kind of rape, but not really rape because you actually want it to happen. You want it to mimic, you want it to be like role playing rape. Mm. So, but you could stop it at any time because you have a safe word and you have all right. these things. But you, so it's, it isn't rape. So, women that go, I have a rape fantasy and think that's like quirky about themselves, you don't, you really don't. You don't want that. No one wants that. Um, and so, it, yeah, that's what it's called is um, consensual non consent, is what so many women are into. And I, I read about it on Reddit because I'm in the subreddit sex, and it's just a very common thing that, that, that women want in bed with. Women like to be choked. They like to be bossed around. They like their hair pulled. They like, you know. But they only like it to be done by people they want it to be done by. Yes, yes. That's I want to make that weird, very right? clear. Yeah. Yeah. Although but- there are sometimes that I – and I there are sometimes that – you know, in some of these porns where the guy is like, I'm not attracted to him and I wouldn't want his dick inside me, but I definitely like when they, they treat you like a car they're working on and they just like use tools on you and there's no dicks involved. That appeals to me. <laughs> That's a very popular one. Like if there was a place you could go, like a body shop yep. and just get worked on. Yep. I would love it. If there was and- a place you could go <clears throat> where guys would just massage your vagina and use tools on you and you'd be totally down with that. Yeah, as long as there's no cameras and no one would ever talk about that I was there. I mean, I'd be talking yeah. about it on here the next week, but <laughs> <laughs> what if as you, long you as could, it was up to me. You could wear a mask and, and your oh, sleep yeah, mask as well. Oh, yeah, that's good. I could wear, wear a both mask. masks. Okay, yeah. And you just lay there and, and have them eat you out. 
No, I don't want them. To... A mouth. You don't want the mouth. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Maybe after go there a couple of times, you get bored with dildos. I don't. I'm. Um. No, dildos are so good. They're like dildos and, and toys are like amazing. I, I like a wand, and I don't. I don't even think I could have re- regular sex without also a, like really? a vibrator too. Yeah, I want. I want penetration, and I want something else too. Wow. Just want. I'm, it's just. I don't. But what's so, the longest time you've taken without any masturbation or sex? Oh, months and months. No I can go months, months, months without masturbating. Like it does not. But when I get hooked on it, like it's the same way I abstain from pot. Like right now, oh. I've gone twelve days. But if I sparked one up right now, I'd be doing all the time until I I go cold turkey and oh. I just I quit. So I can. I went a really long time um, without it um, during the quarantine, and then I haven't hooked up with I haven't had sex since for you know a year and a half at this point and mm. um and and I've hooked up a couple times in that in that time with guys but I've always stopped it before I've even mm. had like get, been even close I, I just knew I wasn't gonna come so I was just like just <clears throat> let's stop when you were talking about like gangbangs and stuff your hands you had like a death grip on your knuckles and you're like wringing oh, your hands no. back and forth. And you're going over in your head. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, my God. I know. I get really intense about it. Yeah, you were very intense about it. Yeah. For sure. It's it because it, I, I well, I feel really bad even admitting that that's what I'm into. Well, you shouldn't feel bad. That's well, what you're into. Well, it's just so. It's Look, just... you're not a bad person. You're a good person. Thanks, and, and Joe. And you're into weird shit. But that's okay. I'm not the only one. Oh, there's a website. Huh. Yeah. Kink.com is not supported by Nikki Glazer alone. No, Could they you imagine? aren't. But it's like there was a chart. It's like, look, it's, it's all Nikki. <laughs> you know, we thought we had subscribers. This one lady. She's out of her fucking mind. Like, there's a whole industry based around this one broad. They got to make more, too, because I am running out of videos to watch because it's hard for me to go back and watch old ones. So I've, I've been going back and uh, going because they've been around forever. And I, I went back like, you know, 68 pages. And there's stuff from like pre 9 11. I'm like, I can't watch this woman from 2000 <laughs> take on six 20 guys. 20 years later, now yeah, because I just picture her now. Like, where <laughs> where did her life take her? That's the problem, right? So if you think about what happened to them that allowed them to be that person in the gangbang with pig written on their face. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem, and that's why a lot of mm. videos on on Kink.com have a pre-interview and a post-interview. So you oh. see the girl go, I'm really looking forward to this gangbang today. I I've wanted to do this for so long. It's been a goal of mine. I'm really into this. I don't like this. You know, you see them consent to all of it and then it happens. And then they have the post one where they're like shivering in a towel with like wiping pig off their forehead. (laughs) And they're like, that was fun. And you see them and there's always a post interview to, you know, prove they survived. Oof. Rough. Do you get criticized for talking about this stuff like by other women? Mm, I will after this for sure, but no, generally not because I think I'm not so alone. Far with this one, you think? Why do you think you will with this one? Because you just you got really deep into it. Um, just because you have a bigger audience, <laughs> more people are going to hear it. That's why. But and I think you're it's not bigger... alone, and I think there's probably a lot of women that are listening to this right now that go, "Yes, same, yeah, yeah. same." I just tend to with my addictions. <clears throat> I tend to go from they get they get bad quickly like they 
So they start so, off so mild. The, yeah, these are all progressive things. Like eventually you'll get there with porn if you watch it long enough. It might take someone else thousands of years to get where I got in a shorter amount of time. Right. But it all is leading to... I mean, it gets gross. That's why these things exist. Like, you, you don't start off liking, like, a, a woman with a boot on her head. Like, that's not something that, like, you go to, you just slide there eventually. Well, that's the thing about porn <clears throat> in general. If you go back and you watch old porn, old porn was just people on dates. <laughs> it was. If you go back and watch, like, porn, you know, like, from the 80s, it's basically two people are hanging out, yeah. and the one's like, God, I'm just so tense. Mm -hmm. I've got such a headache. And the guy's like, hey, let me rub your neck. And rubbing the neck, and it's like, yeah. oh, that feels so good. It feels so, I'm so hot. I need to take my shirt off. And they take their shirt off, and then they start making out, and then... Yeah. I mean, it was that basically... nothing for me now. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's I know. like It's basically just people having sex. Normal people mm -hmm. in normal situations. And then... There's something about where people need to escalate. They, everything has to like, okay, I've seen that. Now I need to see more. And that's what points yeah. to the fact that it's um, that it's an addiction. Yeah. You know? It, I've never been into anything other than just sex. That's so good. Yeah, luckily. Yeah. The, the only porn that I've ever watched, <clears throat> it's just girls with big asses. Just, oh. Just sexy girls. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just sex. That's his, that's his... Normal sex. Fetishy as you get, it's just big yeah, I don't, asses. I've never, never been into any of that. No choking, nothing. It gets so weird, Joe. It is weird. There's so much I, weird I, but, stuff But I'm not there. into choking in real life either. I've never, <clears throat> never been into that anyway. Yeah, I don't know why guys are into it. I don't relate to, I don't know that I'd want a guy to like want to do that to me. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, but. Because if you escalate. So think about the escalation in porn. Well, what if a guy is into choking girls and then he gets bored with just regular I choking? Know. It's like I want to use a rope. Like I promise, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to use a rope. Now I want to. What if it's just like a wire? Yeah. Like I'm not going to. It's just make a little mark on you. Okay. What if I blindfold? What if I hit you? Like and then it, things get weird. What if I murder? Yeah. And then it leads. I mean, that I was well, watching that Golden that, State Killer documentary, and that's what that guy did. He started just doing break-ins, and then that wasn't really itching it the scratch anymore, scratching the itch anymore. Then he moved on to rapes. And that was doing good for a while. And then slowly he started murdering. Like, it didn't just start out murder. Ugh. You saw his progression. It's like, it. yeah, this stuff can get really scary. I mean, I like being, I think being choked is nice because, I mean, you were talking about it with David Blaine yesterday. Like, it feels good to, like, lose consciousness and, like, come out of it and be pushed to that brink of, like, there's something uh, euphoric about it. Yeah, I think there's the, the euphoric thing about getting choked out is like as the brain like rushes back to consciousness, mm. there's probably a bunch of hormones and things that are just floating around in there yeah. that get fired up. And also like there's there's like dopamine and all, all sorts of spikes. That's the other thing that they were talking about in this book, uh, Irresistible, talking about the dopamine rush that people get from various addictions and they were talking about Parkinson's drugs. That, that, this is really interesting because uh, Parkinson's medication, apparently what it does is it spikes dopamine. And it also it, it has a lot of really weird side effects. Like people get addicted to gambling. They oh, get addicted. Right. To, they give away all their stuff. Um, there was a, there's a drug called Reequip. And uh, GlaxoSmithKline wound up paying this guy 
somewhere in the equivalent of like $600,000 because he was a straight heterosexual man with no problems with gambling and he had Parkinson's and he got on this re-equipped drug and he became a gay sex and gambling addict and he started having risky gay sex like really risky like he would contact people on Craigslist and meet yeah, in alleys and yeah. shit and he was just gambling all his money away but so much so that he won in court suing them because yes. he see if you can google this story mm. it's re-equip and um, the man, I believe he's from Ireland, and he won in court. Because he's like, he wasn't became, a gay man. He was a straight man. Oh, right. right. I mean, I never even thought about it before. You know, and then he became uh, a gay sex and gambling addict. Ooh. I had him in my act for a while. Right. I had the, the, the story in my act for a while. Because like, apparently he would like... Like, snap out of it, like, in the middle of doing stuff. Oh, Here it is. yeah. Parkinson's patient wins lawsuit over gay sex addiction. A French man who, oh, so it's French. See, I, I don't trust French people, <laughs> Look at his name, Didier. That's too close to Diddler. Right? <laughs> Didier Jambard, 52, of Nantes, France, sued the pharmaceutical giant GlaxoSmithKline 2011, claiming the drug re-equip caused him to lose 82,000 euros gambling on the internet. Mm. He said he also became addicted to gay sex and risky sexual encounters. He said he was raped after starting the drug in 2003 and attempted suicide eight Good times. Lord. It's a great day, Jambar, who was accompanied by his wife during the emotional ruling, told the French a press agency. It's been a seven-year battle with our limited means for recognition of the fact that GlaxoSmithKline lied to us and shattered our lives. Parkinson's disease destroys neurons deep within the brain that releases the feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine. Reequip belongs to a class of drugs called dopamine antagonists or agonists um, that relieve Parkinson's symptoms such as shaking, stiffness, slowness, and trouble balancing by activating dopamine receptors. But the drug has drugs have side effects that, while rare, can be serious. Yeah, but it's a weird thing. It's like. Even if you have the urge to do it, you are not in control of your own actions when you just I gotta go take out. Re -quip. Finally, just give me some just give some, permission some to courage. do some stuff that I've always wanted to do. <laughs> have an excuse. It was well, the requip. I wonder if it works on people who don't have mm. uh, Parkinson's. Like, what does it do to people who don't have Parkinson's? Right. I mean, that's terrifying. And you will, you will. I would always hear that in the side effects of drugs. Like, if you are, have are suddenly gambling out of nowhere and you're like what is that this is a drug for heartburn and if i'm gonna start <laughs> gambling out of nowhere come on seven but it's totally it's scary these drugs i mean that i'm trying to get on a new antidepressant because i'm just been so just i'm tired of having these low lows that just don't aren't necessary and are just scary sometimes because the things i think and the things I I just have these thoughts that come in that can't stop and I just can't work. I can't be funny when I'm depressed. Mm. So I got to get back on something. But I'm so scared of all these weird side effects and yeah. the things that um, it might make me do. Rightly so. And so, I mean. How long have you been on antidepressants? I mean, I was on them for years and years, um, ever since I was like I, I got anorexic when I was like 18. And then I was so depressed from that because it just like starts eating your brain. That I got on stuff, and then ever since then I've been I've struggled with depression. I think even before then I was a really depressed kid. I look at pictures and I'm just like staring despondently into a corner, Oof. like on holidays. I'm like, oh, I was just depressed. And so 
Now I'm looking into maybe having ADHD because it's often misdiagnosed in women because women don't really have the hyperactivity part of it. And mm. it just makes us kind of depressed and have low self-esteem and messy and all the things that I am that you Do know, you I've Do you worry, though, with. about like messing with your brain chemistry with these drugs that like maybe they don't have the right stuff that they're giving you and it might be causing – other problems or exacerbating the current ones? No, because I've been off them for a while now. And How long have you been off them? Um, for a couple months. So you're not on anything mm -mm. right now? And I've been gone through years of not being on stuff. Are and you it just... exercising? Yeah, every day. What do you do? I run four miles a day. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. getting a lot of exercise. Yeah, I do. I try to exercise a lot. And, but it's still fucking with you? And I eat healthy. Yeah, man. I just get, all of a sudden, I just get these fucking thoughts that come in, and then I'm depressed for like four days so but badly that I just I'm I, I could file for disability as a comedian because I cannot be funny I can't I, my can brain do doesn't that? work you can file for disability I should be able to yeah I because guess. I can't do the thing that I I mean I feel disabled I feel like that's when I start thinking okay I got to find a new job I can't do this I can't be broadcasting every day I have nothing interesting to say and um I that's just not true at all mm, why? everything you said today has been very interesting thank you well I'm not in a bad place today I'm <laughs> well, actually come? out of it I don't know it just comes on every like four days out of the did month did you wake up you felt like I'm in a I good place Oh, today? No, yeah. I've been in a good place since Saturday. I woke oh, okay. up on Saturday and I snapped out of it. But, you know, when I sent out that tweet, the tweet that led to me even being here was because I was just suffering for like four or five days with like really bad depression where, you know, I called Gary Goleman. Do you, you know what he went through? Yeah, he's been through like serious, serious yeah, depression. Yeah, right? I, I, I had a text drafted to Neil Brennan. I wanted to talk to other guys that like have had to have had to go places and Neil like actually did ketamine therapy I know yeah he told me it was wild he said he went to a doctor they you know they put you in a chair like a regular doctor's yeah. chair and they induce you into a psychedelic state he goes and I mean I was tripping balls I go really he goes yeah I went to the doctor's office and they give you fucking ketamine and you trip balls and I'm like did it help you he goes yeah he goes yeah it, it, it helped Ketamine apparently has a big effect on people that are uh, depressed. And some people are taking it in a, like a spray, like a mist. Oh. I don't know if it's nasal spray. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like a body splash. Fucking Whitney has something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just. I don't think it's a body splash. I think you put it <laughs> You just mouth. like spray it in front of you and walk through it's it like a perfume. It's either in your nose or your mouth. Okay. It's like a ketamine mist, like a very low dose of ketamine, like a yeah. micro dose of ketamine. Well, I w I'm going to talk to him about it too, but it's so funny because when, I, when I'm when i in it, I'm so in it, and then when I'm out of it, I just forget that it can get that bad, and I don't even think about it. I forget that it can get so bad. But and there's no just, triggers that are making it bad or good? You know, right now, like things are really not, like I, I are very uncertain. My career is going great by all you know if you were yeah by all indications i should not be depressed like yeah, i have you, a loving family i have my right. health but you say your career is going great but everyone's career hit a wall yeah dude. all of us yeah. that are comics we hit a wall yeah and mark the only one who's touring regularly is bert i know and he's depressed right now <laughs> he's fucking told you told me he just did 19 shows or 15 shows in nine days he goes, I'm fucking exhausted. I got to stop. And he goes in his agency. He's trying to push him to organize a summer tour or a fall tour now. And the I, re I relate to I think that Bert is a lot like me, that if he does stop and stops working, yeah. it will be so much
much worse than well, it was. He'll freak out, and you know he loves to drink too. Yeah, you know, and he, Bert's got a lot of different things that he's sort of, kind of whatever is going on in his head <sighs> that he's trying to squash. He does it with a lot of different things. Whether he works a lot or he just, I mean, he tours and when he tours, he tours. Bert will Hard. tour in a bus and hit a different place every night. And then it used to be that he would invite people to go out I and know. drink with him. Yeah, and, and he has this expectation to fulfill as the the party animal, yeah. and so he is always. I, I mean, I feel for him always having to to be on and be that guy and be shirtless and be down to party. Well, he was doing a special, and they were handing him shots, and he was like, "I can't do shots. I'm doing my special." Right. And they're like, "Fuck you, drink." And he's like, you're ruining my special. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm filming a special here. This is for fucking Netflix, you idiots. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He was mad. But if he's, but there's part of me that goes, maybe he should be fucked up. If he's done all of the preparation for this, <laughs> he's up. been fucked up. Right. Why the night you tape your special would you do things differently? Yeah. But I don't do anything differently when I tape specials. Do you get depressed? No. You, you never felt. That. I mean, maybe like very low level depression. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, because I feel I work out like a terrorist. I know. Like, and what is that about? I think I'm very primitive. I think my brain, like my, my genetics, I think I come from a long line of savages, and I think the <laughs> only way I feel good, really feel good, is to do very violent things. Yeah, yeah. yeah Push so yourself. I need to. I run hills. I beat the fuck out of a heavy bag. I but do you enjoy it in the around. middle oh, of yeah, it? You're it. actually loving fucking love it. pushing yourself. Love it. Love but the, it. how much do you love it when you're done? I mean, isn't oh, that the it. best yeah. feeling? Is well, having... I enjoy it while I'm doing it, but I get to a place where I don't enjoy it. Yeah. that's I have to hit that place. You have to push yourself. Down. Yeah. I don't, I don't work out to like where, oh, it feels pretty good. Like, there's none of that. I want to see you like... Walking a mall someday, like doing a gentle mall. With tiny little weight hand I weights. walk with my dog. We do hills. You know, yeah. I put like a weight vest on. Or <laughs> of I course put you a, do. I have a thing called uh, an Atlas trainer. It's a backpack that I put Olympic weights on the back of it. Like has a like a you know like you have a plate, a barbell. Yeah. Like it, so like uh, the dumbbell plates go over it, and then I screw in this uh, collar. And I have like a an Olympic plate on my back, and so I do uh, a hike with those on with the dog. And uh, do you t do you take days off though? Yeah, yeah you I have take days to off. because yeah, to recover. You, yeah. yeah, I don't need. Is that hard to do? No, no, I don't think I'm addicted to exercise. No, you seem to have a healthy. But I'm careful. Lifestyle with everything. I can get addicted to everything. Okay, yeah. you can. Oh yeah, I had a real real problem with video games in the past. Oh. Real problem, like eight hours a day. Like, even more. How and, interesting and irresistible is it that people who make those video games don't even let themselves play oh, that? Oh, yeah. How about that World of Warcraft story? Oh, How about Jesus the one Christ. kid who was a football player who lost his fuck? Basically, mm -hmm. his life fell apart, fell out of school, everything just, it, it can happen. I. So we, you we, used to be that way. Yeah, we fucking set up a, a local area network in the back, and we have all these computers back there yeah. that we set up, and I had to stop playing them. Because we would be in here and I would be playing five, six hours a day after podcasts. Right. And it was like for months. And I'm like, stop. And I had to get out of here. I'd be sweaty. My adrenaline would be all oh, fucked so up. Oh, so recently oh, you've yeah, yeah, dealt yeah. with. Was it like a year and a half ago? Yeah, about a, two, maybe two years ago. What about drinking for you? What about no. drugging? No, no, never, never compulsive. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking, the problem with drinking is it always has a, a negative physical effect. Yes. So that, I'm not into things that, that fuck with my body. So right. when I do something negative, then it fucks with my real addiction, which is the exercise addiction. So if I have if I have an addiction at all for physical right. it's an exercise addiction. But it's not an addiction like I have to do it. If I don't do it, I freak out. It's like if I don't do it, I don't feel good. Yes. Like I like to be calm. I like to feel good. I like to be friendly. I like to feel like even. Mm-hmm. I don't feel even if I don't work out. If I don't work out for four or five days, I just feel like real tense and like short trigger like short fuse. What's something that sets you off when like your wife can sense it, your kids can sense it. If you haven't worked out like what's going to, what's something that I don't let myself get to that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't let myself get to that. But if I, how do you stop yourself? Meditation? Yeah, I definitely do a lot of meditation, meditation, float tank, sauna. I do a lot of breathing exercises in the sauna. I do a lot of that, but I just know me. I know me, and I don't like me when I don't work out. Mm-hmm. I don't like that guy. Yeah, I don't like me if I don't meditate, yeah. and I don't let myself get away with but not it's also, doing that. I also, since the time I've been a, a young boy, I've been doing savage things. <laughs> so from like my whole life, I've been in martial arts. So my body's just like, what are we hitting today? <laughs> like, come on, what are we choking? Come on, we got to go! Like, yeah. And if I don't do that, my body's like, uh, any day now, we're gonna we're going to war. Like, shit is about to happen. It's going down. So your body starts getting, and it's like a battery. Like, you're storing up all this energy. And if you don't, if you don't release it, it's like it's overflowing. It's coming off the top. And so I, I, I exercise just to maintain homeostasis, to maintain balance, to maintain, like, just, just, just to be, just have clarity. Yeah, so that's you're just the best me. version of yourself if to, you're pushing yourself. hundred percent. I am the best. You figured ver- I'm it the out. nicest person I can be when I when I exercise a lot. Now, like what if, if you, you go through a time where you don't get a lot of exercise in? You just can't fit why in your schedule. Why wouldn't I just exercise? What I don't does know. that mean? Fit into my schedule. What does that mean? You figure you figure out a way. You yeah, wake that, up earlier. That is the schedule. Like there's <laughs> no like do what do I forget to eat? Yeah, do exactly. I forget to eat? No, I don't no, forget no. to eat. Do I forget to sleep? I don't forget to sleep. Mm. So why the fuck would I forget to exercise? Yeah, it's just an excuse. I don't think I've ever gone more than a week in my life without exercising. Yeah. I mean, doing something. I have to. Unless I've been injured. Unless I have like a bad injury, like a surgery or something like that. What about stand-up addiction? I think I definitely have a stand-up addiction. And I think that I really, it really, uh, I feel like if I have any depression at all, it's this low-level lull from not doing stand-up for yeah. all these months. It's a lull. And then I realized it when I did uh, I did the improv in Houston. Yeah. And and it was like, oh, my God, we're back. And I said, like, fuck it, dude. I'm, I went with Brian Moses and Tony Hinchcliffe, and we were like, dude, let's fucking just keep doing this. Let's just keep traveling around the country, any place that wants to have us. And then I started thinking, I got really high, and I started thinking, what if I gave it to somebody? What if I got it and right. I gave it to somebody? And then I I'm know. like, I can't do that. That was the thing that I feared. What I feared the most is giving it to somebody. Yeah, or that's... giving it to like some a guest that gets really sick. I know that's that's the fear. Yeah, that's why some, outdoor shows only. Some people that are getting it, it fucks them up for months. I know people months. don't ever recover. People yeah. still haven't recovered. That got it back in March. Right, they have still a fatigue. They, they have can't get out of bed. Issues. Yeah. yeah, their yeah. hair's falling out. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, yeah. these side effects they they could last who knows forever. It's really yeah. scary. It's a weird fucking disease. It's a weird disease. It doesn't really make sense because it's not like any other disease like everybody who gets the flu you, you there's like it's real similar 
It's not like one person gets the flu and it's nothing, or another person gets the flu and they can't smell anything for right. six months. Like people are, they're losing their sense of smell. I know. They lose their sense of taste like for months. Like Michael Yo got it real bad where he was hospitalized and oh, he is, he's still suffering for fatigue from fatigue like two months later. Oh he would get tired walking up a flight of stairs. So you get like lung scarring and all kinds of weird shit happens. Yeah. Okay. So, and you're not scared of getting it? No. But what about all that shit? You're just scared of giving that to someone. Yeah. You just feel like your body's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be okay. Do you get the flu? Yeah, but barely. Yeah. If I do so much though. I do I like know. IV vitamin drips mm -hmm. all the time and I'm on all these vitamins and constantly working out. I mean, I can get sick, but I don't get sick much. And when I get sick, it's like it's goes by pretty quick. Yeah, me too. But if it's but it's I'm I'm keeping my body healthy. I eat elk meat and all this healthy food and it's like your body if if your body's in tune and your body's healthy and your immune system is strong, that's the whole point of having a strong immune system. It's supposed to be able to fight things off. And I haven't gotten like a real cold in years mm -hmm. because I take care of myself and I do a good job. But if I was working on a television show and I was not getting good sleep yeah. or I was traveling a lot and I was not getting good sleep and that's when it can hit you. And that's what it hit Michael Yo. Yeah, he was just over yeah. working. I mean, Michael Yo was he was he flew to New York. He was doing morning and did no sleep. Right, flew to New York, morning radio, television shows, two shows a night at uh, Gotham, two shows the next night, same thing, morning radio, yeah. TV shows, hustling, doing everything he can. Flies home, no sleep. Right, then drives to Vegas with his family, oh, kids God. in the car, screaming, yelling, bah, bah. and then he hangs out with his wife's family in Vegas, and then flies back the same day. So two in front, which is four hours there, four hours back, yeah. then auditions the next day and auditions the day after that. So he's practicing for auditions, getting ready, stressed out. Then it hits him. Boom. Hits him hard. Oh, yeah. That, uh, th I mean, that used to be the way I lived my life, too. You know, he gave it to his mom. His oh, mom no. kicked it in a day. Oh, really? One day, yeah. Because so, she, she wasn't sick. Rest. She wasn't worn out. So her immune system did its job. What about you and sleep? What's your... I sleep. You're good at I it. I sleep. Yeah, I, you I, never had to take anything. Or, no. What do you do? What's your kind of routine to wind down? I lay keep down. the bed out of. <laughs> do you keep the phone on your bed and like? That yeah, kind I of don't. Shit? I mean, occasionally I'll, I'll have the phone by the bed. I'll look at it right before I go to bed. But I just conk out. Are you monitoring your screen time after reading this? Yes. Book? Well, I was monitoring my screen time already. Can you yeah. get sucked into Instagram? I mean, what's your app that you just get? <sighs> no, YouTube. I like watching videos. Yeah. It's distracting. Yeah. I just, I just get bored. And Is that I, what I you do when you work out? What, YouTube? Yeah, like no. when you're like on a treadmill or something, what are you doing? Are you just like in the moment trying Maybe I'll watch music? fights. Okay. If I'm watching something, I'll, I'll watch fights or I listen to a book and I work out. Uh -huh. But uh, most of... Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, picturing you reading a book, like, do you just, like, sit in a chair and, like, flip through a book? Like, how does Joe Rogan read a book? Most of the reading I do is audiobooks. Okay. So yeah. most of it is me not reading. Yeah. Well, that's reading. Reading is, like, scientific articles. I read, like, things mm -hmm. that you can't get in audiobooks. Yeah. Uh, but I do most of, my, the, most of the information that I get from books is either driving or in a sauna. I like listening in the sauna. I put AirPods on. You can use AirPods in the sauna, even at 180 degrees. Jesus. They don't conk out. So How I do, long are you in there? 
30 minutes. Okay. I used to, but that's another thing. It's like I keep escalating that. It used so to be 20 when, minutes. And now so, I moved it like, oh, don't be a pussy. Make it 25 minutes. And then it's like 30. And I'm not satisfied with 30. So now it has to be 31. Yeah. So you so understand my porn thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't have the porn thing that way. Right. My porn is like, if I watch porn, it's normal. It's people that are horny, they fuck. That's that's the or yeah or it's like oh we probably shouldn't be doing this you know like that kind of porn right you know like stuff like that but nothing nothing crazy okay yeah but I get it like I get all of it like, yeah. like the video game thing I get more than anything because I've had like real well issues that's with nice video to games. hear that even recently you've struggled with that because you oh, yeah. seem to be someone who doesn't have to deal with but it's all because i'm calculated about it that's all it is and it's as like soon an as you see it yes. starting to affect your oh, yeah. well-being i went cold turkey with you go the you video quit games. it you can't yeah. quit and then yeah, we played again when we had the guys who make doom we had them come in here and we played for a day and even that day i was like i got out of here all shaky i was like i can't do that again i don't do that again and then you do you do you feel like you're white knuckling it? Do you oh, feel yeah. like God damn well, it, I'm missing out? But you have just no. amazing discipline. Well, the video games are so addictive because right. they're so immersive. And the one we're playing is Quake Champions. So you put these headphones on. Like if Jamie was playing with me, if he was over here, I could hear him over here. I could hear him walking. And the vid the graphics are so incredible. And it's a three dimensional game, right? Yeah. So you're running down these hallways, and people are shooting rockets at you, and you're jumping up off these things, and you're running through the water, and people are chasing you. It's that's it's see, that's so, so fun. It's exciting. That's as good as going on a hike. No. Why? Because, first of all, because you you could do it all You're day. No D. You, no vitamin D. No vitamin D. You're doing it all day, right? You can yeah, play for hours stop. and hours and hours, and yeah. you get exhausted afterwards, and, and it becomes a compulsion. Like, you leave here, you're driving, you think about, oh, he shouldn't have shot me then. Yeah. I should have got him, and that time I fucked up. I shouldn't have gone into the lava. I should have went that way. Like, you have all these crazy thoughts in your head about the game, and it's like... I, they're really fun. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Is they're really good, but for me at least, they waste too much time, and I get too sucked in, and then it becomes unhealthy. Right. Because it becomes an like you can only exercise so much, you know. Especially like the way I'm doing it. Yeah. Tell us how much that is, because you definitely hit. Like an hour and a half a day. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. No more yeah. than that. These people that are at the gym for four hours at a time, I'm sorry, that's an addiction Maybe, at that but point. You're, Unless you also, you're training for something. How are you doing it? Like You can't hit the bag for four hours. Right. I guess get, people are kind of like moseying about. I'm doing like, I, I do rounds. Like So I'll set the timer for three minutes. It's like a timer. It's like ding, 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 ding. It goes off and it lets you know every 30 seconds. So I have this ringside timer and it says an interval timer. So mm -hmm. every 30 seconds. Seconds, it gives you a bing. It gives you a like bing. Like a curves so, gem. Right. So sort of. So in 30 <laughs> seconds, you know you're sprinting for 30 seconds, and then you're 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 doing it at a slower pace for the next 30 seconds, and then you're sprinting again. And there's a red light. There's a red light, and then there's a yellow light. And it's uh, a red light is when it's time to stop. The yellow light is when you're calm, and then a blue light is go. So it has these three lights. Right. So go means sprint. Yellow means coast. Red means stop. And so it's like this Very regimented. Thing. You know exactly yes. when you're done. So when you... I'm doing, like especially like rounds in the bag, you can only do it so much because your body breaks down. Because right. during those the blue time, it's just chaos. It's 30 seconds of just assault. Like you can't. <laughs> keep that up yeah it's just too crazy it's just bah, 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 bah. and then when it's over and then the, the the next 30 seconds it's calmer it's like you're just sort of like getting your heart rate down and just going through the techniques and moving and then the blue light comes on again thing and it's like ah, 
So you can't, you can the, only do it for so long. Right. Yeah. But when it's over, I'm like, ah, chirp, 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 birds and love and everybody's my friend. Yeah. I feel good calm. that way after a, after a hard workout too. Yes. I mean, I, you need it. You get the endorphin <laughs> rush, but you also you you beat the demons down. Mm. That's the thing. It's all the aggression just goes out of me. Like all the, the the pent up stress. And I just think that my body's conditioned to do this. It's been doing it for so long that if I don't do it, it just like goes, when is it coming? When's it coming? Yeah. When's the war? When's the chaos? Like, when's it coming? You need to, do you cry ever? I cry for happy things. Yeah. Most of the time that's I cry nice. when I'm happy for oh, people. that's good. But I cry if I think about, you know, like people that I miss and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That's good. I, I definitely cry. Yeah. Well, I, I, I cry a lot for, like, things that make me happy. That's uh, that's Really? More, yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I cry for people. I cry when I'm happy for people. But, uh, yeah, I cry. I feel that. I don't, I'm not scared you. of emotions. Yeah. You know? I it's nice. Yeah. Um. Scared of weakness. I don't like weakness, but I don't think mm -hmm. crying is weakness. I think no. it's weak to not want to cry. I yes. think it's not it's weak to not want to embrace the full spectrum of life. You know, and life is filled with beautiful things and amazing things and it's also filled with horrible things. Like they're all there. And to deny that, I think, is to deny reality, It is, and that is to be delusional. I'm afraid of being delusional more than I'm afraid of crying. I think not... it's really important that you just said that you cry and you think it's important. Oh, because I think so many people that listen to you do not – so many men don't cry, Joe. You know that. They do, I think. They I just don't, don't think want they do. people to know. Well, maybe they don't, but I just don't think they'll allow themselves to. And I'm, I put myself in that category. Like, it's really hard for me to cry. Like, I have to – I have to be talking to someone about my – I have to have it kind of mirrored back to me, my emotions, so yeah. that I have license to cry. But it's not something that that comes naturally to people, but I think it's important to do. We were just, I cried on the podcast just real recently. Really? Yeah. There was a guy on uh, Josh Dubin from the – he's a, a lawyer, and they were talking about the Innocence Project. He works with the Innocence Project, and they uh, got this uh, poor man who was uh, an immigrant. I believe he's from Guatemala who was unjustly accused of murder and they, they got him out and, you know, they were just going through the whole story about how the prosecutors are trying to keep him in jail even though he knew he was innocent and they, they finally got him released and they're talking about this thing and I just start crying. Yeah. And this poor guy is thinking about this guy who, like, makes his way to America to try to do better for himself and it winds up getting caught up in this this fake murder oh, ac accusation and, yeah. Yeah. I cried about that. I Yeah. I just I think men need to cry more, and and I is that I'm, another one of your folders? Yeah, like men crying and then <laughs> I'm seriously turned on by men crying. I love it. Can I really put that out there? I, I, I the one time my ex boyfriend cried in front of me. You got hot. I was blowing him while he was like still, like sniffling, like still his tears were like hitting me on the head. I'm not joking you. It was I felt so inappropriate doing it, but I was like, this is so hot that you are opening up and you are emoting, and that I don't have to deal with these feelings on a in another way, which is you being mad at me or you like bottling up your anger. I mean, these feelings have to come out somewhere. It just was so erotic to me to see a guy like so so sensitive i think it's very weak of people to be afraid of feelings yes there's nothing wrong with feelings but there feelings is something can't kill you there's something wrong with being a bitch though like there's a difference <laughs> this is what's important there's something okay, wrong with being weak 
there's something wrong with like shirking your responsibility or not doing the things that you know you're supposed to do because you want to cry and wallow away all your day and feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. Like I, I do not support people feeling sorry for themselves because that's mm. a, there's a perspective. There's a particularly with men. There's a perspective. You can change your perspective. You can you can just take action and do things. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling emotional. But there is something wrong with feeling sorry for yourself. And there's a lot of men who feel sorry for yourself for, for no fucking reason. Really? But yeah. I think feeling sorry for yourself is important. Why? Because we that's that allows you to feel those feelings to say you know what i had i had a shitty childhood or i had a shitty mom and i i got a i got a fucked up deal i was i i that guy from guatemala that came here like yeah. he should feel sorry for himself his life got fucked. i don't know if he should feel sorry for himself i definitely think he should feel the pain of what happened to him i mean there's no way he can't and I definitely think that, you know, he should feel happy that he's been released and that these wonderful people worked really hard yeah. to get him out. And then I also think he should feel some anger that these motherfuckers wanted to keep him in jail when they knew he was innocent. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with all those things. But to be to just be paralyzed by that and not do anything and then use it as an excuse to never live your life. Fuck that. That's right. the difference. And that is a choice. And that is also something that you get you learn as a man. There's people that can. There's people that you can count on, and there's people that are going to fall apart, and there's a difference. There's, there's moments in your life where you can be dwarfed by that moment, or you can rise to the occasion. Okay. And who you are forever is dependent upon how you react to those moments. Mm. And you could just decide, I can't, everything's just too hard, and you just be a bitch. Or you can go, yeah, this is hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get through this. And then you learn, oh, I could do it. Oh, I could move forward. And the people that learn that, they need to tell other people that they learn that. And then other people can learn it as well. Mm. It's, a, it's a reaction to pain, a reaction to bad feelings. But to take action, to be a person who actually recognizes that these feelings are normal, but you still have to keep going. You still have to move on with your life. That's the difference. Because That makes sense. There's too many people that just use whatever happens in their life as an excuse for why they're a failure. Mm -hmm. Or use it as an excuse for why you know other people do well. Well, I can't because this happened when I was young. Just, right. just fucking get up and go. Just go. I think you can do that after you acknowledge, like, you can let yourself feel sorry for yourself a little bit. Don't sit in that too long. But yeah. but if you always, because I, I think I'm just sp speaking more to myself because I've had to actually seek out therapists who teach me how to feel sorry for myself because so much of m me is like, what are you complaining about? Look at your life. Shut. Come on. You don't have anything to cry about. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't do that. And then I never get to feel sad. I, so I need to actually go there. So how does teach you that? They go, my God, that sounds really hard. And I go, well, it's people have it worse. It's fine. No, let's go back. You were scared then. You didn't get the support you needed. That's really, that's not fair. That sucks that that happened to you. Will you feel that? Will you feel that you needed a, more support back then when you didn't get it and you were scared and you didn't know any different because you were a little girl? Like, they take me back there and they go, feel, feel sorry for her. Feel sad for that girl. 
And I have to go back and kind of let myself go, feel sorry for myself. And is there a relief in doing that? Yeah. yeah. I think it, it, it allows me to stop pushing all my feelings down and being like, I got to be brave. I, I can't complain because what are you crying about? You you have a roof over your head. You have parents who love you. But it, once they do that, is there a build up afterwards, like a build back up where they're like, okay, now that you've acknowledged the fact that you're validated or you, you have valid feelings and that there's a reason why you felt fucked over, there's a reason why you felt abandoned. Now that you've, like, let's look on positive aspects of Nikki Glaser. Let's look at life. Let's look at, let's have some perspective. Do they do that? Um, we haven't gotten there yet because we haven't See, covered all the trauma. <laughs> that's the worry. The, my yeah. worry is that there's merchants, that there's, they, hmm. there's, there's something very valuable in selling pity. There's something very valuable in in dwelling on these moments of your life that have been bad. And I think there's something in what you're saying that is valid before you were dealing with this, where you're saying, look at your life. Like, you've, you've got it better than a lot of people. What are you complaining about? Like, not that you should look at it that way, but that there are positive and negative ways to look at things. The thing about having bad child, having a bad childhood and having bad childhood experiences is that it makes you a more interesting and resilient I person. Know. And that is undeniable. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is something that it's very difficult for people to come to grips with. So they look at their childhood and they look at bad aspects of their life. They want to dwell on it. I'm like, okay, get that out of your system. Then I want you to look at it this way. That has given you a depth that most people don't possess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why you're interesting. I know. Everyone that I know who's interesting has had some fucked up childhood. And as a I parent, know. it's weird because I want to protect my children from adversity. But yet, all of my favorite people have come from <laughs> adversity. so fucked up. It's I know. I've come from, and that's got to feel, because you want to make the best. You yeah. want your kids to be funny. You want them. Yeah, that's usually the case. It's like whenever I see someone who's just like, sometimes you meet someone who's like stunning, but they're also funny. And you're like, What? How? And then you're like, oh, you were molested. Okay, yeah. now that makes sense. Exactly. You had to, you had to go through something fucking yes. awful yes. to develop a personality. So yeah. you're right. I mean, I, I I'm so grateful for uh, those times when I was little and scared and confused and felt abandoned and all of these things. And I had great parents who did. They couldn't have done better. They, but I was just a sensitive child who needed a little bit more. But um, but I I don't think it's it's serving me anymore to just suck it up and say what are you so sorry about what are you so sad about you shouldn't right. be so sad because i really struggle with that that's why i keep asking like are you depressed joe do you know anyone i i need to find people who are depressed that my life is so good though uh, yeah the problem is if like if i was depressed it would be like really disheartening for everybody but that's that has a, a life that's not as fortunate Right, but I'm. I think my depression is also is chemical. I, I mean, so I think too. it's just like my brain was. Yeah. I was born that way. There's nothing my parents could have done differently to make me not suffer with depression. And that that I just have to. I have to feel. I have to. I have to feel sad. Like, oh, that sucks. That I have a brain that tells me to kill myself once a quarter, and that I have to have those thoughts. And I think those thoughts are right. And I know that I'm not ever going to act on those thoughts, but. That sucks that I even have to have them. Is but, there a correlation, though, between how well your life is going, like when your life is going yeah. great, and how good you feel? No. No. So oh, that's, man. That's, oh, it's the best my life has gone is some of the worst times. 
That's where there's a real solid argument for the chemical imbalance, yeah. right? Because there's some people that I know that have had depression, but they've only had it when their life was in the shitter. Like when a girl left them or when they lost a job or things started going, then they got depression. And I'm always like, hmm, what is the difference between depression and not doing well so you feel bad? Yes. There's a difference. Yeah, I think so. The chemical depression that you're discussing, that's the real shit. Mm -hmm. That's like the real mental, like there's there's like a clogged pipe or something. Yeah. It's not going through. And it doesn't, and I, and you look at your life and you look at everything that's going on and you just, it doesn't make sense why you feel so sad or why you feel like such a fraud or why you feel like you should kill yourself. I mean, like, right. what? What is that? Right. I don't know. And, 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 and the, the thoughts are so, they're not even like, I sit down and I go, I want to feel sad and like think of ways to kill myself. It's like, I'll just be sitting there and I'll be like, kill yourself, like, like whisper. Like I'd not, I don't hear voices, but. They're just, they're not thoughts I want to have. The thought is just like, I don't like, like to wallow in it. 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 really, it, yeah, I mean, I really, I compare it to feel getting a cold. Like it just, I feel it coming on. I'm like, oh shit, there's is a it, thought and I don't know what do to do. Do you get these right when you close your laptop after <laughs> kink.com? <laughs> Usually that's what I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling the best is after I've done that. I don't have that depression that people have of, of like Regret. being, I mean, I'm disgusted about talking about all these things that I'm into when, and I, and, and, Honestly, I only masturbate once every two weeks. So this isn't like an addiction for me. It's just. But when it comes on, it comes on like open, a freight train. Yeah. When I open my laptop, <laughs> it's I time am to go. going into war at a- anal graduate <laughs> three. Like it just w- women who are going through some co- kind of master's course. Tom Segura um, sent me a video the other day. I'll show it to you if you like. But uh, I don't remember what I sent him, but he sent me a video of this young lady. Probably we're just saying, hey, laying how are on her you? back, and she's just punching herself in the vagina. What? And it's just going. Okay, you need to see. And it's just going. It's, <laughs> Will you please it's just show me? Going in, and I'm like, what <laughs> in the hell? I how have learned that? so much about the plasticity of vaginas and assholes. It's crazy. From King.com. It's crazy. It doesn't seem like it should be real. E- a lot can go on. Yeah. A lot can fit up there that you just can't even believe. There's just something so like, oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, that's oh what I'm God, saying. Oh, my God. It looks like she's playing that Price is Right game where you punch through. <laughs> she just keeps going in there. Oh, my God. She's so angry. Her face. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. She keeps doing it for a long time, too, by the way. It's a long video. Yeah. Tom, if you ever need like something fucked up to look at, holler at Tom. Okay. Tom Segura. Yeah, Tom and Christina he's are got into his some fucking, weird shit. He's got his finger on the pulse oh, yeah. of all the Did you wrong. see the one of like the balls being shit out of the ass? Yes. That was so that was yes. kind of weirdly beautiful. Well, very unusual. Yeah. First of all, to have balls that will make it all the way to your ass is weird. <laughs> And then not just yeah, make like, it all the way to your ass, but go inside, like all the tucked inside, like he's laying eggs. <laughs> the stuff he puts on Twitter. And filmed it. Yeah, and filmed, and filmed it. it. The first time Had he to did set it. up a camera. Yeah, I mean that guy's practicing. <laughs> that girl that was just violently fisting herself. Had to like prop up her camera across the room and then go scoot back. Or somebody and, else like, is filming it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that but the, the guy with the the balls up his it? ass apparently. He lets guys fuck him in the ass with his balls in his ass, and his favorite thing is fucking guys while he has his own balls in his ass. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, like... Hey, listen, you can't judge. I, I l- certainly can't. It makes me feel less alone <laughs> that there are people out there that are into weirder stuff than I am. There's people into weird shit. That's uh, The weirdest thing about human sexuality is the spectrum of it. Like, how much... How weird... Like, one thing that you would say to another person would turn them on. Another person would never call you again. Like, yep. you fucking freak. Yep. They'd run away from you. I know. And that's and why know. so much of uh, stuff on King.com, I'm just like, get off of her feet. I don't need you to be doing that. <laughs> why is she... That hurts her nipples. Take those off her nipples. Like, that. all the extra stuff, I just want very... <sighs> I wish I could just, I need to just produce my own porn, I think. Maybe that's your future. Possibly. Listen, I mean, I don't really want to be in it, but I would like to get behind the camera and make the videos that I'm craving. Isn't the thing about porn, though, is that, like, the girls never really make the money. It's always the producer and, the, like, the, the, the reason why people are tuning in mm-hmm. is for the girl. Yeah. But the girl's never the one who's getting rich. It's always the people behind. But I don't know if anybody's getting rich anymore. I mean, maybe... I guess they must be. They must be making some only, money. Only but, fans. Fan, yeah. Yeah. But that goes to the girls, right? Right. Mostly. Yeah. But when I was, uh, when I first bought, uh, not the house I'm living in now, but another house in the past, I had a neighbor who was balling out of control. He always had these like like really nice Mercedes Benz parked in his driveway and Porsches and shit. And he always was wearing like big fat watches and shit. And he was a porn producer. And uh, he was uh, laughing around uh, about you know how much money he made from porn, but then the internet came along, and it was so quick, it was so quick where the internet killed his business because yeah. this is you know we're talking about, I guess it was like the '90s, the early 2000s. He was making all this money, and it was DVD sales, right? And then all of a sudden, the internet came along, and online porn and bandwidth just kicked up to the point where you could actually stream it. And they foreclosed in his house. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget, like, finding out that that guy was losing his house. And I was like, wow. Because that guy was always, like, so flashy. Like, everything was, like, gold chains. And he had a fucking silver tooth. And he was doing coke all the time. And always had girls over his place. He was just making so much money. And it was from selling porn. Mm -hmm. But it was not... The girls weren't making that money. No, There's, like... I mean, there's oh. been a few girls, I'm sure, that have made a, a lot of money in porn, but it's real rare. It is rare. There's like, you know, like, yeah, it's not it's not the girls that I'm seeing on kink.com. In fact, there's a great documentary on Netflix called Hot Girls Wanted that talks about. Oh, the, I heard about that. I dude, haven't seen it. Dude, it's so, it's so upsetting. These girls, they find these girls, they post ads on Craigslist, and they find girls that are fresh out of high school that just want to get out of their small town, and they're promised Ooh. to make a thousand bucks a day. You know, if you do like six shoots, maybe, and they burn out within like four months mm. and they make they shoot all these videos that are up forever, forever. And then they and they get really sick. They're they get like they get over t- too much use down there and they have to go to the doctor and they have different abrasions and certain things and that's how they get and they then they're doing really fetishy type stuff where girl there's one girl that is in it that has to do like a brutal session which kink.com has a lot of brutal videos which i hate that word in porn because that's usually like do you just see girls that you're like oh she she could not have left that shoot feeling empowered about herself no matter what i mean that is it's just so sad what they say and do to these girls and in that in that movie there was one girl that was like yeah, I went to a brutal session today and I had to, and she, you could just see like the life 
lost in our eyes. And these girls just last. They, I mean, a, a year is a really long time for them to last. And they think it's going to be like this glamorous life. I mean, they're so young. But it, that's... Well, when you're 18 years old, you're basically a kid. Yeah. You're not really... I mean, you're an adult mm-hmm. only on paper. Right. And in size, you know. But you're a kid. Like, your mind's not formed yet. And your ideas of what what's okay and what's not okay, they don't. They're and not. They balanced. pay for your plane ticket to go to Miami and yeah. live in this house yeah. with a bunch of other porn stars. And it's like this shitty fucking yeah. apartment with the producer who lives with you, and you're taking care of his dog. I mean, it's it's you got that documentary is really incredible and and makes you second guess where 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 your porn comes from. That's why I got to pay for mine. And, but it's also the the way people look at you forever. Like, if you have a sexual relationship with a person and someone does crazy shit to you, that's just what you wanted and you both did it and that's okay. Like, you know, and people maybe people will laugh, but they don't have to see it all the time, mm-hmm. right? The thing about porn with a woman is if a woman does like some crazy gangbang or something like that, that's always going to be there. And some guy is, you know, like, hey, that girl that you're going to marry, check out this link. And someone sends you this link and you go, oh, my God. And you see you see her as if she's right there right now doing this. I know. You don't see her as if a per- there's a person who made a mistake when she was 18 and did this thing. But now she's 30 and you love her. No, you, you still she's well, broken and damaged. you can get over that. Hopefully. But a lot of people aren't strong enough. A lot of people can't. Yeah. To do that. A lot of so, people, they won't be able to rationalize or objectively look at this and go listen she made some mistakes some people you know some people went to jail for shoplifting and then you know they realize you shouldn't steal and Mm -hmm. then you know they get out and then they live a a normal life no one goes oh yeah but look you're a shoplifter forever right right although you know i i relate to some of these porn actresses just in the sense that i've said things and done things on stage or like that I'm like, oh no, that's always going <laughs> to haunt. I mean, like even yeah. today, I mean, yeah. someone's going to, my husband someday might watch this yep. and Hopefully. be like, look what you were into and what you admitted. Yeah, but you are a grown woman. You're not a child. And, <laughs> right. And, but and a man who, like one. but a man who's into that, like who's into you would go, she's just being honest. I'm just being honest. Yes. I think that's what I just try yeah. to be. And I, I that's hope that empowered. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. it really, it's kind of fucked up to be empowered that way because, you know what I mean? Because like people are like, wait a minute, you're empowered by watching girls get gang raped and gagged and fucking pissed on and stuff? I, I, yeah, I made that part yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The, sorry. <laughs> gang I threw that banged. in there. Gang, yeah. Banged. Sorry about that. No, no, no. But, uh, but, but I'll it, get there. I'll get there. Yeah, but you can, but you're I'll a grown woman. You can find a man who recognizes and respects you for what yes. weird shit you're into as a grown woman. But when you're 18 years old, you're not even a. I know. You're not a grown up. I know. You're just not. You know, you're a person who's like legally responsible for yourself because you're an adult. It's fucking weird. It's a weird thing because even just regular porn, just regular sex, it's strange that we all want to have sex, but no one wants to see the person that they have sex with having sex with someone else on film. I know. Like, Even though hey. you know that they have had sex before. You're like, blah, 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 I can't hear but you. But no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. It would be interesting to hear, I mean, how boyfriends of people who have done porn. I mean, some mm-hmm. guy, I think some guys can just handle it mm-hmm. and they can be okay some with it. Some guys like it. I, I like when I, I like hearing about 
if I, if my ex boyfriend not porn, but I would if other he made girls. like sex tapes with other girlfriends, you'd want to watch them. <laughs> I would. Yes. Yeah, I love like, it. We got to put these in a bank vault so we I, don't lose them. I would watch them all the time. I would really? want to hear about them all the time. I'm really into that. I really love hearing about um, ex girlfriends or even. Um, you know, I hate to even say this because it just sounds ridiculous, but I, and, and maybe I'm not into it anymore. But when I did the last time I had a boyfriend years and years ago, I wanted him to go have sex with other girls and like tell me about it. Really? Yeah. And it, and um, Dr. Drew has told me that it's, there's something wrong with me, that that's what I like. Like, that's not a, <laughs> there's something not, wrong with Dr. Drew. How about that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's not perfect. He's not. No. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I like that. I, li- what I liked it. What did he say it. was wrong with you? He said that the, I, that Nikki, he made me look him in the eyes and tell tell him I'm enough. Nikki. You are enough. Nikki, oh. look at me. Ew. You are enough. Ew. You are enough. And it's like, down, I don't bro. want, I don't want my ex, I don't want my boyfriend to bang someone else because I don't think that I can be enough. It's because I like. You think it's hot. I just think it's hot. And I, and I don't feel threatened by it. I really don't because. Most of the time, if you let your ex, if you let your boyfriend bang someone else, they don't really want to. It's like almost like giving them the license takes away the f- fun the of, of cheating. So it's right. kind of hard to find guys that are into this. And I don't always Not want this. Not now. Listen to this <laughs> podcast. They're gonna come floating into well, your DMs. I've been saying this for years, and no one's hit me up. But the guys actually don't like this because they want they want their women to only want them. And it's not that I don't oh. want them. I want. I if I'm I want girl I'm very turned on by guys who other girls want to fuck like I like having a guy being like he's mine and you you can't have him if you want like I get him and I know you want to fuck him but you can't but actually you can and he's gonna tell me about it later <laughs> and you're gonna think that you're gonna like steal him from me but you're not we're gonna talk about you behind your back later on and I want her to have a really good time. Doctor Drew's right now just screaming, taking his headphones off. Nikki, <laughs> you're enough. You are, you are enough. enough. I know I'm enough, but I just there's it's just. Um, what did he? How did he? How did you guys resolve the conversation? Well, he was the one that was told me that I need to go see a therapist that like helps me feel my feelings. I like found my therapist because Doctor Drew was like, you need to go to an emotionally focused therapist because you don't feel your feelings and you need to find someone who like really m- mimics your feelings back to you. Mimics. Yeah, because I don't really let myself get sad or get mad, and I, you know, I just I kind of just I'm, I'm always running from one thing to the next because I don't like to I don't like to feel at all. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. But it's but he just said that yeah my that compulsion to have but it's always been there like I whenever I'm with a guy I want to hear about like when was the last time you hooked up what happened where what did you do what like I want to know all those things and they think it's a trap they're like oh you're gonna get jealous and this is gonna lead to like fights later on but I want to like hear about it and talk about it and I don't know it just it really does it for me I, I, I it's it's a weird thing and he re- rejects that. Yeah, he thinks to... he thinks that it's it means that I have low self esteem, which I'm not denying. <laughs> I do, I but d- that's not what it is. I don't, but I don't think that's where. I mean, maybe that's it where it comes like, from, but it does. It, I don't think it is. I think it's a sexual kink. Yeah, it's not. I'm not a cuck. I'm not in the corner like oh, you're fucking my boyfriend. <laughs> like like sad about like. Uh. Can a girl be a cuck? Yeah, 
I didn't know a girl could be a cop. I'm sure they could. I, I mean, it makes well, sense. Well, if you're just like, I want to stop fucking my boyfriend. Like, I could see that. But no, I'm like in the corner, like, do it. And I don't even want to be involved. I'm just like, ha ha, I love it. She's getting it. Wow. And like, I, and I'm not, je- I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why I'm not jealous. I, first of all, I've been <sighs> fucked by enough guys who haven't wanted to be with me afterwards. So I don't think that my boyfriend's going to fuck someone and be like, I need to marry her. If anything, he's going to be like, I need to get away from this chick. Like, it'll, it'll, Make him not want to fuck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That usually does it. Based on my experience, when you have sex with a guy, he doesn't really want to hang out with you afterwards. That is hilarious. So the way to keep your man is to let him fuck other girls. That way, he won't want to be with them anymore. Yes, and if he does want to be with them, go be with them. Why? I don't want to keep you from that. But uh, I, I just, I have a lot of self-esteem in terms of like, I'm a cool chick. I feel like, yeah, I'm a lot, as you said on the last podcast, and I've never gotten them out of my head. <laughs> no, um, I am a lot, and that's but a good that, thing. That that bothered you when I said you're a lot. It didn't bother me, but it, I, a, felt you, seen, Rogan, I felt seen. I felt seen. I just felt like I, yeah, I felt like wow, he, I don't know, I, I, I just, I, I, I didn't know what to think of you before we have hung out and we really only hung out on the podcast which this is like a, a real hang i mean this is no different than if we were alone together and just hanging out as comics but um yeah i just felt like my god you really you just sh- you showed me a part of myself that i was maybe denying because i just picture myself like i'm such a cool chick i'm so fun and easy like why does anyone like me and then you go well you're a lot and it was just like fuck like maybe i'm not the total package that i think i am and that's okay (laughs) i'm a lot a lot is not bad Mm. it's not okay no it's not when i say you're a lot it's like whoa there's a lot going on there it's not (laughs) it's not bad but am i enough are you enough look at me (laughs) say you're enough nikki (laughs) you're enough not you make me look at you you and say say you're you're a lot Say, say you're a lot. lot. Nikki, I'm a lot, Joe. Say you're a lot. I'm a lot. You know you're a lot. <laughs> I didn't You've know. You said you're a lot the whole podcast. Because, well, now I, I just, know I'm a lot. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't know until I, I said it? I had no idea. Jesus. I thought I was kind of easygoing and chill, but I am totally not, and I'm a lot. <laughs> I am chill. I'm really fun. And I let my boyfriend bang other people, but like, or I would be into discussing that happening, but um, yeah, I'm a lot, and that's okay. It's okay. That's For okay. sure. Yeah, you're fun. Yeah. You're hilarious. I can be really fun. I think that's also, it has to be a part of why you're such a good comic. Thanks, it has Joe. to be. It has to be. Those yeah. two things have to be connected. Yes. I, yeah. It's oh. like all that madness is, comes out in the creativity and it mm-hmm. comes out in your writing and it comes out in your performance. Like, yeah. That's part of why it's so good. Thanks, man. But you have to know that, right? I like, didn't. Anybody who does what we do is crazy. Yeah. There's no way around it. We're yeah. all crazy. It's just, but every, my crazy is different than Doug Stanhope's crazy, which is different than, you just keep going down the line. Everybody's got their own, Ali Wong's got her own crazy. Everyone's got their own crazy. Yeah. It's Insecurity. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but for you, when it comes together, it makes great comedy. Yeah. I'm intense. Yes, and it does. I'm really intense. <laughs> I am. You are. And I and I'm already like going over things I've said here, and I'm like, I am never gonna find a fucking husband. You but you're will. Right. Not I will. true. I will. Hundred percent. Thanks, man. Yeah. 
No doubt. Yeah. Just because this guy like, like now listening to this and going, now I'm like, I need to find her. That, uh, yes, I'm going to get hit up there. a lot on this thing. I knew she was out there. I uh, Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'll be, I'll be, the person I end up with will take me as I am. I'm not, I can't, 100%. I can't change for anyone no. anymore. I've been doing that too much. But yeah, I, I, will I get the Tonight Show after this interview? Blah, that's good. You don't want it. <laughs> I mean, Fuck what you want to do with that thing. I mean, I, I would like to host a late night talk show someday. Well, but if will you they, did, will you should a... be doing it on the internet. Mm-hmm. No one should ever try to censor you. No way. Right. What makes you fun and interesting and special is you. All of yeah. you. All of you that you showed here. Not some weird Procter & Gamble version of you that's going to sell tampons on some late night bullshit show. The fuck out of here with that. That would be a waste of you. If you had to do the Ellen DeGeneres show, it would be a fucking waste of you. Right. Like, if they get rid of Ellen because she's so mean, and they bring in Nikki Glaser, and you have to pretend you give a fuck about dancing for all these people. I like dancing. I bet you do, and but I you'd do, also like to be... talk about getting gagged. And I know, but and, I can... And They'll never give me that show because that... I've admitted this, these things. But but that is what you should talk about. I know, but I could be more than those things. I, but you I could are just more save than those the, things. I could save that for here. Uh-uh. No, you are all those things. You can do other things here as well. Right. Not, I mean, here as in the internet. Yes, yes. You can do other things. You could talk about everything you want to talk about, mm-hmm. not just little segments that you have to save parts of it, the the, 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 the parts that are disturbing for some people. Yeah. Save that for the people that get it. Or for my Patreon. Subscribe. Yeah. I was going to say that. I was going to say Patreon. <laughs> but you don't I'm have a late to night host with this Patreon. That, that world is fucked. That, that world of like censored, like, you don't know who the, the, one of the reasons why the Ellen thing is so fascinating to people, when people point out that she's mean, they like like you know that's not all she thinks about and talks about when she's doing that show. Right. Like if we found out that G- Jimmy Fallon was secretly doing heroin and fucking guys, he'd be like, "I knew it. I knew you couldn't be that that same guy all the time. It's just too too." But that's what Disney. people want. Why do why why is that the way it is? That I don't think why they do, do people. Want it. I don't think they do. Then want why it. aren't advertisers investing in people who are being honest in in well they are they well now they on are podcasts yeah. Yeah. yeah i have a lot of ads no i know you do but this you're is you're leading ad, the charge people but this is this is this is mainstream now mm-hmm. like the world of television like the censored view of things it's not viable anymore because it's yeah. not real humans so that's why their ratings are terrible the ratings are terrible because it's not compelling because you only scratch the surface of human potential, of, of a human personality, of human interest. You only just, you dabble in this very shallow pool and you put, oh, we're swimming. Look at us in here swimming. Stand up. Stand yes. up. It's ankle high. <laughs> You're not swimming. You're lying on your stomach in a fucking kiddie pool where other people are jumping into the ocean of ideas. And that's the difference. But don't we rest getting in so much trouble? With who? I mean, yeah, some ads. Look, I'm sure I know for a fact I've said things on this podcast where I've lost sponsors, but then more of them come in. Mm -hmm. They take their place. Yeah. Like, you're not a bad person. You're a good person. That's what I keep going back to because sometimes I feel like a bad person about the things I talk about. No, no, you're not. No, there's nothing about you that's a bad person. You're just honest about the way your brain works and everybody's brain works differently. We're all weird. We're all weird and different, but you don't know who's weird. That's why the Ellen thing is so interesting to people. Cause like, because like, ooh, she's mean. She's secretly mean. So she pretends to be nice, but she's mean. You know? Like if, if somebody just 
pretends to be this version of someone that we see in a Mary Poppins movie or we see in some sort of a Disney television show. Like, that's what freaks people out. Like, like why is that person that – like, I think Mr. Rogers was really like that. I do, too. I think, I think we were getting – that's – he was honest. Yes. That was his honest That really was yeah. him. But mm-hmm. that's so rare. But if you found that Mr. Rogers was a secret cunt – and you like to spit on people at red lights. You know, like you'd be like, "What, Mr. Yeah, Rogers?" That's why people are freaking out about right. Ellen because They're it was just out the because opposite it was a, of what we thought. It's a scam. Yeah, people feel deceived. It's also a tyranny of being like the one person who's in charge of this whole empire and all these people. Hundreds of people work around. They're like, "Ellen, can I get your tea? Ellen, would you like crackers? Ellen, would you like the?" You know, shut up, get away, get away from me. Yeah. I'll have to say, for people who don't know, Joe Rogan off the show is, you're like, exactly, I was going to try to make a joke, but I'm like, there is no joke to be made. You're exactly the same. I don't think I could be, I don't think I could fake it that long. Right. Like, I've I've done 1,500 and whatever the fuck of these things, and... Look, I've I've displayed bad behavior. I've displayed anger and stupidity. I've said stupid shit. Have but you this said stuff you've regretted? Oh fuck, fuck for sure. Do yeah. you, you leave sometimes and you're like, God, yeah. what did I say that? Oh, yeah. what, have you made have Especially you made rules for yourself? Really? Yeah, I get high afterwards and I think about things I said. I was like, oh, I, I know that's have been why I'm so scared mean. to get high later. It's the thinking about being mean to people. That's what that's what to people me. or like talking about, about people. people talking yeah, about just, them. That's gonna yeah. hurt someone's feelings. I know that's that's what I freak out about too. Well, that's well, there we go. Yeah. People who are actually mean don't worry about hurting people's feelings. They just right. say it and they don't go back and go, oh, no, what did I say? That's yeah. the mark of actually being a good person. Yeah, you say honest things that actually hurt people and then you get high. I get high and I go, oh, I shouldn't have said it that way. But I really did mean it at the time, but I don't want to hurt that person. Yeah. I just want to can we take that out. And do you apologize? I have apologized before. Yeah. yeah. I've done all those things. Like when you're doing what we're doing. And you know this is we're three hours in now, right? It's three thirty-eight right now. Jesus. Crazy, Fla- time flies. It really does. When we're, we're doing what we're doing, we're we, we have no script. I mean, we only sh- shared a couple of text messages. I didn't even talk to you on the phone. No, I there was no, again. there's no guest prep. I'm not, I'm not getting interviewed before yeah. here. And what do you want to talk about? And you have a list of things. Yeah, we go wild. And I know so anything can wild, happen. Yes. I was like trying to prepare for this. Like, what am I going to talk to Joe about? And I go, <laughs> drop that. Yeah, there's can. no agenda. Well, if we did that, there's no way you would have been so wild the way you no, do. No, exactly. So, so the, you're gonna. This is a. It's a fucking. You're thinking. So out what loud. should I do, Joe? Okay, before we okay. can, I, I really came here. I needed. I need advice from you in like a real way, and you just like. Okay. What you just said to me really meant a lot, by the way. I needed to hear, A, I'm not a bad person for the things I said. I shouldn't regret anything I say today because I've already been second-guessing that. And um, that... then there was I forget something you're a very else. funny comic thank you that that felt good too I am going to be in Pittsburgh next Thursday and then New Jersey what are you uh, doing in, you're doing a drive I'm doing a drive-in theater right. in uh, Butler Pennsylvania this They're this coming Thursday kink.com <laughs> yes yell it out tell us please come see me my dad's opening for me I'm bringing my dad <laughs> oh. to open for me he's a musician and we're oh, we're singing a song together that's fucking hilarious that we're writing I'm so excited oh, that's awesome we're doing a parody of um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow, where we're talking about me living under his roof. It's so good. He's a really good musician, and I am I can do a pretty good Lady Gaga, and so I'm really working on that. But, um, so yeah, I, I, please can I plug my dates? I have yes. four. They can come see me 
August twenty seventh through thirtieth. Sing some songs. Go <laughs> yep. to what's the website? Uh, NikkiGlazer.com. I got four dates coming up: uh, all outdoor shows, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. All right. Be nice to each other, people. Much love. Bye.